It's time. It's time. Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half. We at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste a failure. You're inside the game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan. Ryan Fowler. And a big good afternoon to you. Welcome into the game. T-Town, Tide 100.9. You'll find us right there, Tide109.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app. It is a free download, Android, iPhone, Google Play. Listen to us wherever you may be, and we appreciate you dialing in from all of our shows. Morning, 6 a.m. with Martin Houston, Wimp and Barry inside the locker room from 7 until 9, 9 until 11. The Gary Harris Show, WVUA Sports Director and our very own here at Tide 100.9. Leading right into Miller's Edge, Corey and Christian. Miller, Corey and Christian Miller from 11 until noon. Big Noon Sports, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson from 12 until 2. And then we pick it up every day starting at 2 o'clock all the way until 6. We'll continue a Dreamland School Prediction Day. Uh, we've got three very special guests today. We will talk with Josh from College Football Nerds coming up in just a couple of minutes. You guys love him. We love him. Uh, we'll talk with him at 2.15, and then we'll take phone calls from 2.30 until 3.30. Aaron Torres will join us at 3.30 for a few minutes. And then we'll also visit uh, coming up with Josh Pate at 4 o'clock. We'll feature Josh Pate. Josh has been very vocal about the College Football Selection Committee. I want to go through the roster uh, just for a minute here, okay? And and I'd like to look at this committee from, from a standpoint, okay? You guys stop me if you hear somebody that you recognize. Uh, Noah Wyatt. I want to look at you guys just, just for a minute, okay? I want you guys to raise your hand uh, or speak. You're welcome to speak. Uh, the minute I say a name that you actually recognize in college football. Chris Alt. Anybody recognize him? Chris is probably a heck of a guy. He's retired, former head football coach at the University of Nevada. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take that one. Football coach. He's a football uh, coach. Mitch Barnhart. We know his dad. Tony Barnhart, he's the Kentucky AD. I guess he's the SEC representative there. Boo Corrigan, we know him because he makes a fool of himself on uh, national television quite often. NC State selection chair. Chet Chet Gladchuk. Anybody know Chet? Let's look up Chet to see his by. He is a director of athletics at the United States Naval Academy. Integrity. That's where my dad went. He did? Your, your dad was in that? That's right. You told me that. You told me that. Uh, Jim Grobe. I recognize that name. Wake Forest head coach. Mark Harlan. How about old Mark? Anybody know Mark? Anybody? Athletic director, University of Utah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's continue. Ward Manuel. Anybody know Ward? Without hitting Wikipedia? No. You should. His team just got busted for cheating. Yeah, I was like, didn't he get in trouble recently? He did. He did. Director of athletics for University of Michigan. Mm. David. So, so one of the guys on the committee. And he recused cheater. himself. He recused himself. Oh, okay. So, but he's still on the committee. Uh, David Saylor. David Saylor. Director of athletics, Miami University. I'm sure he knows a lot about big-time college football, right? Miami of Ohio. The Mac. Woo! Man, watch out for those guys now. 
Then we go to Will Shields. Now, Will has got a little bit of experience. Now, he owns a gym, and I'm sure it's a very successful gym uh, over in Kansas. I mean, I'm sure it's like the world's greatest gym. You walk in, they hand you Kool-Aid when you walk in. I mean, orange juice. They got smoothies in the back. Now, he was a former offensive lineman, a consensus All-American back in the 1990s, uh, Will Shields. Okay, okay. Third-round selection in the 1993 NFL Draft. Uh, he did win an Outland Trophy, so he, he knows football. I'll, I'll give you that one, okay? Will Shields. Uh, Gene Taylor. Anybody know Gene? Anybody? Anybody want to? Director of Athletics, Kansas State. You see where I'm going here? Is that Guy Gene or Girl Gene? Uh, guy. Guy Gene. Gene Taylor. Dr- Deputy Athletic Directors, Iowa for a few years. North Dakota State for 14 years. And Director of Athletics, Kansas State. So, uh, Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor. Anybody know Joe? Anybody know Joe? Anybody want anybody want to claim Joe? 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 Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics at Comma and Community Wellness at Virginia Union University. Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics and Community Wellness, Virginia Union University. I didn't even know Virginia Union had a university. I couldn't tell you other than being in the state of Virginia. I, I don't even know anything about these guys. Uh, now, he did coach some football back in the day at Hampton University, Virginia Union University. He did coach at Howard. He did coach at Florida A&M. So he, he knows a little something there about the game of football. Uh, Rod West. Anybody know Rod? Rod. Rod. Anybody know Rod? Rod is a – this is the one that kind of a little bit puzzling for me. Group president. He's a utility operations for energy corporations. You say – who are they? Well, they're a Fortune 500 company. But I know a lot of smart business people. They love football. Maybe maybe they could be put on the committee next year, right? I mean, Stephen Rumsey's a great, successful business person here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, why don't we put him on the committee? Not a Fortune 500 company, but, I mean, if that's going to be the criteria. Ryan, Roll Tide. What do you think? Do you think... I'm, I'm noticing a trend in a lot of these things. Do you think some of these people come from smaller schools because they don't care about their teams as much? Well, how about this one? This is my last one. Kelly Whiteside, okay? She's a professor at Montclair State University. Nothing against Kelly. She probably knows football better than I do. Just a professor, not a AD, not a... No, I mean, her, her current occupation is a professor at Montclair State University. I give you a dollar if you tell me where Montclair State University is. But she did in spend, the state of Montclair. Uh, let's see where that is. Uh, New Jersey. Okay, so she's a professor up in the Northeast. Uh, she has covered Olympic games, nine World Cups, men's and women's, as well as NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and multiple college sports. You know the one I didn't see there. I didn't see a lot of. Uh, First female president of the Football Writers Association. Okay. I mean, I get it. I mean, I mean, these people are not bad people, but you're asking them to decipher what is going to be a tough decision. The committee has, in many situations, they've had it easy, right? They've had it easy. My wife, don't tell her I told you this, I'm not sure she knows that there's 11 people on one side of the field and 11 on the other. If I gave, if I offered her a million bucks, I don't know if she could name more than a quarterback and a running back and a wide receiver. Sorry. I, I, I love my wife. She has integrity, but I don't want to put her on the selection committee. Um, 
She teaches, does research. Uh, she has a PhD. Smart, Put her on the committee. Smart. Put her on the committee. But she probably wouldn't know the, the decision uh, between Alabama and Georgia or Alabama and Michigan or anybody else. I just look through this committee and I go, these people hold the future of what is success and failure. I, I'm just not impressed. I keep listening and I keep, last night I was on a teleconference following the ESPN appearance and I'm, I'm sitting there listening, I'm going, okay. I mean, I'll give you a great example. Noah, fire up the audio. Reese Davis asked this question, and these are the type of answers that we get behind the scenes. It almost leaves you with more scratching your head. I'm just not impressed with the group. I just, I, for some reason, and maybe it's, you know, a grown man named Boo, okay? I mean, if, if you want to call um, a little league guy, I mean, if you want to call your honey Boo, okay, that's fine. But... When, I mean, if my name was Boo, I'd change it. I would no longer be Boo. I'd drop the O and just go Bo. I'd be Bo. Not Boo. Not Boo. Boo, boo grown adult, shouldn't be called Boo. Okay? Boo? Hey, Boo. Didn't just, you know, drop it. Put the O out. Leave the O out. And he won't, the O won't mind if you leave the O out. Uh, this is the way it sounded last night when ESPN's Reese Davis asked Boo Corrigan a question. How many teams, if any, does the committee deem unequivocally better than the rest? Yeah, you know, as we look at it, Reese, you know, really good weekend, right? What, what rivalry weekend, you get a little bit of everything as you go into that. But, you know, uh, Georgia Tech's, or Georgia's win over Georgia Tech, seeding a lot of their uh, top offensive players. You know, Michigan with the big win over Ohio State. You know, Washington pulls one out in the Apple Cup, Florida State. Goes down to the swamp. You know, what, what a great season it's been so far. I want to give the guy another chance. Noah, play the audio again. Please. Uh, I, I know it's kind of odd, but I, I just want to make sure I didn't miss something, okay? He was asked a question, and here's how he handled, handled that question. How many teams, if any, does the committee deem unequivocally better than the rest? You know, as we look at it, Reese, you know, really good weekend, right? What, what rivalry weekend... You get a little bit of everything as you go into that. But, you know, uh, Georgia Tech's or Georgia's win over Georgia Tech, seeding a lot of their uh, top offensive players. You know, Michigan with the big win over Ohio State. You know, Washington pulls one out in the Apple Cup. Florida State goes down to the swamp. You know, what, what a great season it's been so far. How many teams, if they... <laughs> the more I play it, the dumber I feel. It's... Boo, boo, boo. Just make up something, man. Just make up something. Anyway, that's the comment. I know that was uh, heard on national television, but it's a reminder. What does Alabama need to do? Beat Georgia. It all goes back to that. We'll do a Dreamland score prediction day. We'll do a Dreamland score prediction day, and we'll run through some goodies that we're giving away. I'm going to amp it up. I'm going to take it to the next level. We've got the Nick Saban following practice. We'll carry that live here. But I, I listen back at that committee, and you say, well, how can Alabama get in? Number one thing is you got to beat Georgia. If you don't beat Georgia, none of this really even matters, right? You got to be able to, and I, I don't think just beat them. I think you got to beat them by a comfortable margin. You got to be in control of that game. You've got to show them their number one team, and you just played with their number one team. He said there was no separation between four, five, and six. So basically, they're still leaving Ohio State in this thing. I mean, that's, that's the way I see it, and that's the way I hear it. And the, based on the questions last night, we're going to ask Josh from College Football Nerds to break it down. Maybe he can make sense of it. Uh, so Michigan slides up one. Washington slides up one. Florida State slides up one. Oregon slides up one. Ohio State drops four. Texas and Alabama remain the same. So that's the way that the committee uh, decided it last night. When you look at uh, Boo, 
uh, Boo had some answers, and uh, we'll reflect on some of that. Alabama needs to beat Georgia, and I think the other scenario we'll ask uh, Josh to maybe clarify if he thinks anything different. I think Alabama needs to get Louisville to beat Florida State. I, I just don't see another way that Alabama can can backdoor this thing. Um, yeah, you say, well, that's number one team. They've lost all the, they've won all these games in a row. It, it's to me, I look at it and I say, based on their criteria, Washington and Oregon's a play-in game. I, I can't think of any other way it's not a play-in game. We already know Michigan, they win, they're in. When you look at Florida State Louisville, based on what we've heard from the committee, they're not going to punish Florida State for the injury to Jordan Travis. Are they the same football team? No, but I don't think these guys understand that. I think there's probably a few coaches on there that probably understands it, but as I listen to them, it is, to me, the biggest chance and the best chance for Alabama is for Louisville to beat Florida State. If they do that, then we can have this big discussion. We won't have a discussion. We'll, we'll have uh, a wait on Sunday morning, mid-afternoon. Um, many of you will be at church. Uh, keep your phone with you. The preacher don't mind. During the altar call, look down and see if Alabama's in. Uh, and matter of fact, if you'll download the Tide 100.9 app, you won't even have to look at your phone because we'll send you an update. We'll send you an alert if Alabama gets in or if they don't. We'll talk to Josh from College Football Nerds next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Tuscaloosa City School System, the only system in the entire nation to be awarded the Benjamin B. Trigo Award for student postgraduate readiness. Tuscaloosa County leaders are in Auburn this morning with county officials from across the state attending the two-day annual Association of County Commissions Legislative Conference. Mental health will be a key issue on their agenda. And preparations continue at the University of Alabama's Moody Music Building for the fourth Republican presidential debate. It'll be held a week from tonight on campus. Some roads around the facility will be closed next week. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa. Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Did you know that 90% of the lawyers you DreamlandBBQ.com, Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location in our immediate area tuscaloosa and the original location there off jug factory road downtown northport dreamland ain't nothing like them no midtown tj thomas he's the nick saban of pharmacists and if your pharmacist doesn't have an alabama shirt on you don't want him 205 752 
sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today 57. For tonight fair not as cold as last night. The low 32. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night. The afternoon high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your you know what? I'm 15 minutes in the show, and I'm already losing clothes in here, okay? Um, first thing, I took off my vest because it, it got hot. I mean, I was it's pretty heated in that first segment because it's just a reminder when we played the audio. Then I lost the uh, – I had the quarter zip uh, because it's cold outside. I'm down to uh, the uh, Columbia undershirt. That, that's where I'm at uh, currently. Uh, next thing, uh, Noah, I hope you don't mind. I'm, I might just do uh, no socks, no shoes. I mean, if it gets any I mean, hotter in here, so uh, yeah. I mean, I'm over here and you're over there, and you've got a glass, and I have my own room. I got a window here, and I got a vent, and uh, I got a TV. Let's go to Josh from College Football Nerds. We're talking about the College Football Selection Committee, and uh, here in last night, Josh. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. I am Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right, Josh. I want to I want to pick your brain about a lot of different things, but let's go back to Alabama and Auburn. Um, just your big takeaway and, and maybe why Auburn had so much success rushing the football against Alabama. The first takeaway you have to have from that game is that Alabama crossed the 50-yard line seven times in the game, and they scored 27 points. And I think if you were to try to boil down what happened and why that game was close, that's probably you know your number one go-to thing. Because if Alabama converts, all those uh, drives into points. If they even take the two field goal drives they had, and they actually had a missed field goal drive, and they convert all those, um, you're looking at another 15 points, and that game isn't close. So the biggest thing I always say in, in games like this is to keep in mind a little bit that just because a game ends a certain way doesn't mean that's what determined the game. Uh, and Alabama had a lot of struggles, I think, offensively in the second half, and they came back with a big play at the end of the game, overcoming what were kind of a series of miscues but really it was a continued inability to do what they needed to do to get a lead. Uh, and that was something Saban, I know, alluded to in his post-game press conference that their plan was to build a lead, and, and that really hurt them. Uh, the other half was Alabama's defensive issues. And, and look, there were a couple things that bit them. Uh, the first is that they had Caleb Downs and Malachi Moore switch positions. I think that generally worked well because Caleb Downs is a very physical player, so he's essentially playing the slot while Moore was at safety where he's played off and on throughout the year, but they did have some hiccups. Uh, the touchdown pass to Johnson where he was wide open is a play where Moore and McKinstry were in coverage, and it looked like they were trying to switch off coverage. Moore didn't really follow the receiver and just let him go. I don't know if that's an error with Kool-Aid or if that's an error uh, with Malachi Moore, but somebody 
busted coverage there, let a touchdown go open. And I think the big key to remember is Moore wasn't really playing slot on that play. He was a safety that rotated down. And I think they're, that's a place where you could easily see he wrote down as a safety. And then maybe in his brain, he's thinking of his corner nickel rules for how he's going to do coverage. But he's now a safety rotated down, so his coverage rules are different. And that's an easy way to have miscommunication. Um, and in terms of running the ball, Alabama really and Georgia both have always had problems dealing with teams that run a lot of pin and pull with zone read. Uh, it's a two-gap scheme, meaning the defensive linemen often are responsible for multiple gaps. You use bigger players. They don't have four big down linemen. they got three and a jack linebacker. And they play a little bit passively with the defensive line, and the, the ideal thing is the linebackers and the safeties clean up. But when you're playing a scheme like Auburn where there's a lot of zone read, first it puts the linebackers and safeties in conflict because they've got to keep an eye on form. They've got to keep an eye on motion. And so it kind of freezes them. And then when they get hit with the pin and pull power stuff because the linebackers are playing on their heels, that means the defensive linemen and the linebackers are kind of playing back almost passively. And now you get a pulling guard that runs into them at full speed and it tends to blow up in a hole. I think it's worth noting that Georgia and Alabama both outgained Auburn by about the same amount, about 104 yards for Georgia, about 115 for Alabama. Both Alabama and Georgia were outrushed by Auburn by about a yard and a half per play. Both Alabama and Georgia were right at double Auburn's yards per attempt or yards per pass number in the game. So it's interesting with the same schemes, both having very good defenses, they had actually extremely similar games defensively versus Auburn. The biggest trick is that Alabama was worse in terms of scoring efficiency than Georgia was, and that was overcome by the fact that Alabama led in turnover margin where Georgia didn't, and then gave them a chance to win. So that's kind of what I saw. There, there's a lot of schematic stuff. Alabama did some things differently. And I think all of that really compounded with playing on the road with a hostile crowd noise that I think shook Alabama a little bit in the third quarter and stalled where they had an opportunity to take the lead, and they kind of had some major miscues. And the fact that Dante Lawson was clearly not healthy. Key was clearly not healthy at the safety position, and they gave up a number of plays that I think they ideally wouldn't if they had those two guys and then ideally a healthy Otis at defensive end to blow up some stuff. And I think it just all kind of compounded into Alabama losing a game where, again, you know, they outgained Auburn 450 yards to 337. That, that was giving somebody the game and then at the very end snatching it back for sure. Let's work our way to the College Football Selection Committee releasing uh, almost the second-to-last uh, final uh, rankings that was revealed last night. Uh, I'd love your your takeaway. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, uh, Washington 3, Florida State 4, Oregon 5, Ohio State 6, 7, Texas, 8, Alabama. You know good and well from my spots on the show that I've been banging the drum for about a month that we're going to head of Texas. And Alabama doesn't make any sense. It hasn't made sense. Oregon actually has a better argument now, frankly, than they did a few weeks ago. And their argument isn't good. And I say that just because Oregon State is actually their second best opponent. <laughs> and what's crazy to me is when you look at their out-of-conference play, right? Oregon played Texas Tech out-of-conference. They beat Texas Tech by eight. Texas plays Alabama out-of-conference, beats them on the road by ten. And then the last week of the season plays Texas Tech, and they just beat them by 50. And Oregon is still ranked ahead of Texas. So there are a lot of arguments with Alabama, who against played eight teams um, that were, you know that were top 10 teams, top 40 teams. Uh, Oregon has played the the fewest of those; they've only played four. 
Um, but when you start compounding it, you look at the argument of Alabama versus Oregon, the resumes aren't close. You look at the argument from Texas and Oregon, the resumes aren't close. And what I think is even more incredible is Ohio State was left above both Alabama and Texas. And I don't really know what Ohio State has to show for anything at this point, given they had a very close win over a Notre Dame team that is good, but I don't think as good as LSU that Alabama beat more soundly. They don't have anything like Texas's win over Alabama. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, the committee seems almost bound and determined to keep Texas and Alabama at the back. It feels like they don't like Texas as much as I like Oregon or Ohio State, and they refuse to let Alabama beat Texas because of the head-to-head, ignoring that if you put Alabama up against Ohio State or Oregon, they clearly should be ahead of those two teams. So, I, I you know, frankly, Ryan, I don't have an answer for you. Um, and I if don't you think want, they do either. Yeah, I, I, if you want a logical point, you know, maybe there's something to be said where the committee is looking at looking at the projection of who's going to win. Like, they're assuming Georgia's already won the SEC title. I've always made the point in prior years, if you looked at the committee rankings, they never ranked based on an assumption of who was going to win, if that makes sense. Like, they never – if you had already gotten knocked out of your division by a head-to-head, you know, let's say Ohio State and Penn State, there was a year where they played each other. Uh, Penn State beats Ohio State. Ohio State was a better team. Penn State had two losses because they lost out of conference, I believe, to Pitt. They kept – Ohio State ahead of Penn State. And the question was, okay, well, what happens when Penn State wins the conference? Well, they've repeatedly shown they don't take that into account until you actually do win the conference, right? They're not going to look at Georgia and Alabama as conference champions or conference leaders until one of them wins the conference. I don't know that that's true this year. I think they're looking at Georgia essentially as if they've already beaten Alabama and won the conference. I think they're kind of looking at Oregon a little bit like they've already beaten Washington. Um, and so I think that's also a big factor in it. But beyond that, you know, frankly, I think this is a committee that doesn't know football that well, doesn't have many ties to major conferences, doesn't understand strength of schedule, what that means, how it should affect the eye test. And I think they're a little too focused on sort of the touchy-feely concept of we got to have con- inclusion around the country and the SEC lost the game, so it's fine. They should get left out. And they're not so concerned about putting in the best teams, which is, you know, it really is a real shame, uh, but I think it's also a disservice to the entire sport. Wow, what an answer. We're talking with Josh from collegefootballnerds.com. Josh from College Football Nerds, CFB Nerds on the Twitter account. He takes an analytical approach to college football, helps us understand, you know, when you look at uh, all these different things, not just involving Alabama, certainly we'll move to Alabama, Georgia in a couple of minutes, but the pathway that I see. The best case scenario, yeah, you could always see Iowa beating Michigan. Okay, that's probably not going to happen. It's a 23-point underdog for the Iowa Hawkeyes. When you look at Oregon-Washington, I see it based on the committee that that's a play-in game. Uh, Josh, do you see it the same way? Generally, I do. Uh, Now, I do think if Alabama beat Georgia and Oregon beat Washington – You've got two 11-1 champions, and it at least puts it to the committee to say, okay, now that Alabama beat the number one team in the country, should they jump Oregon? You know, all those one-loss teams, just because Oregon's six and Alabama's uh, several spots behind them, doesn't necessarily mean that they won't move them. So there's maybe an argument there, but there's no question undefeated Washington goes ahead of Alabama, and I think it's more likely than not that a one-loss Oregon, given the current rankings, is going to stay ahead of a one-loss Alabama. The scenario that I think is probably the most likely would be Louisville beating Florida State. Um, 
I, I see that as a as a possibility. Um, do you? I do. Uh, that I think it's the most likely, actually, maybe even the most likely upset. You know, no offense to Alabama fans, but more than anything, that Florida State team is really shaky without their starting quarterback. And Louisville has jumped on a lot of teams because they have a great front. So that upset wouldn't shock me at all. And obviously it knocks out Florida State completely. So that gives Alabama a clear path if it were to happen. All right. So let's let's talk about Alabama beating Georgia. Um, when you start looking at this, got a little joked up there, but uh, sorry about that. But I knew, I'm not upset. I just looked at uh, Georgia and I'm going, let me find my drink here for just a Second, Josh, but when you look at Georgia, I don't see another team in college football, and I wasn't crying, by the way, that Alabama would be left out, but um, when you look at Georgia, I don't see, and I, I go through my mind and I go, okay, Georgia, Michigan. Michigan ain't beating Georgia. I, I don't see it. Maybe you do. Washington, Oregon. I think Alabama may be the only team in the country that can beat Georgia. And, and I'm not, you know, I, we see a six-point difference according to the experts in the desert. I think it's a fair line. I don't think it's an unfair line. Um, do you see anybody in that group that we're sitting here talking about? Is Alabama the only chance to take down Georgia? Well, I mean, you're pretty scared of them if it chokes you up there, Ryan. But- I know what I know what I got. I, got, I mean, I, I mean, people thought I was crying, but uh, I was looking for my drink, and I was halfway across the studio. <laughs> no, I do think you're right. Uh, I... I I don't really see anybody in that other group. I think Oregon, it's debatable if Oregon or Michigan is really the best team uh, from those other those other set. But the thing is, I don't really like the matchups for either one. Oregon runs a lot of stuff with five-man protection, meaning they just got five, five offensive linemen, spread everything way wide, and they try to outspeed you. And that works great when your offensive line's better than everybody else's defensive line, which if you watch that Oregon State game, they were just mauling Oregon State because they're not athletically – good enough or big enough in the front seven they're not fast enough in the back end and that's been the whole year so there's just it's like watching seven on seven when they play i've seen that game play out because georgia played them you know (laughs) just played them recently uh and georgia beat the ever-loving crap out of them to start the year right um and i think you get a similar result I, i just don't know i i don't know that they're really equipped to be able to go toe to toe with Georgia and what Georgia does. And then when you look at Michigan, you get the same issue when they played a couple of years ago, which is that Michigan wants to play physical football, run the ball between the tackles, play action. And Georgia has some of the best defensive linemen in the country at stopping the run. They are more athletic. They are more physical than Michigan in almost every position. So it's a bit like when Arkansas was trying to play Bielema ball in the SEC West, you're not going to out-physical and out-pro-style football Georgia. Um, and so I think Alabama, honestly, maybe has the best shot because they're really the best blend of a modern-style offense that still has some element of physicality to it, more so, I think, than Oregon does. And they have the complementary defense because Georgia's offense is very good. Um, that can give them a fighting shot to score enough points to win. So, uh, you know, there there probably is a serious argument that Alabama is the best shot to beat Georgia, which does kind of imply that maybe the SEC championship is the de facto national championship game for this year. When you look at Brock Bowers, how do you think Alabama and Kevin Steele and Nick Saban are going to try to slow him down? 
I, I think the the right term there is slow him down, right, or contain him. Sure. Uh, I mean, the goal with Bowers, he's gonna get some catches. I mean, he's gonna move the stick some. He he's bigger than anybody that can cover him, and he's faster than anybody that he can block. <laughs> so. I'm not really sure there's any good matchup, and the way you you manage him is to just kind of manage him. You want to contain him. You don't want to let him overtake the game. So you just try to keep everything he does contested, try to maintain pressure on the quarterback, handle everything else well, as well as you can at least, so that maybe the passes don't get to him, that maybe he can't dominate the game. Because I think he's as important to them as a blocker as he is a passer. Um, And... You know, it, it, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Uh, now, the shame of this game is really neither team is healthy. I already mentioned Alabama's defense having guys banged up. Bowers has played some. You know, he, he's been played and then he was held out again. I don't think his ankle's 100%. I think you're going to see a guy that plays pretty well. I think he and Don, Deontay Lawson are probably in the same level and that they're both going to play banged up and try to warrior through it. But you're not going to get the 100% version of either one i don't think bowers is going to be quite the the dancing bear that he'd normally be he just doesn't have uh, doesn't have a healthy enough ankle to be able to cut and turn like you'd like but you still got a guy that's a constant matchup problem because if you want to put a smaller guy that can cover him they're just going to run the ball and they're he's going to blow over whoever is across from him five yards down the field and if you want to try to say okay well we're going to make sure we can stop the run then whoever you have a linebacker opposite to cover him isn't going to be able to stay with him. So it's just a matter of constantly being in a position to tackle him. And, yeah, essentially, if you do everything else well enough, you take away the run game well enough, then you got a shot. But if you can't stop the run, then you got to play big, which is where most teams are with Georgia, which is why they have so many problems with powers. Because the moment you get big guys in there to stop the run, you don't have anybody that can actually run with Bowers or cover him. Or at least if you try to put somebody on him, that means you've taken a cover guy away from somewhere else and they're going to get one-on-one. Um, one of the big things I'll, I'll note, Ryan, about this Georgia team is they are tremendously better uh, in the downfield passing game. Um, you know, this Georgia team was ranked uh, 76th in the country last year in 40-plus yard pass play. They really had no vertical element, or at least a minimal vertical element for what was really a top-three offense in most, most advanced metrics. This year, they've gone from 76th to 10th in the country and 40-yard pass plays. So one of the big things I think you have to keep in mind, too, Carson Beck, I don't think he's maybe as good as Bennett because of his efficiency, how well Bennett knew that scheme, but he does throw the deep ball much better than Bennett does. He's got a bigger arm. He's a taller, bigger dude. And so there are some real concerns with how you play Georgia where you can't walk safeties up like teams did last year or the year prior you do have to respect them a little more deep. And that does complicate things, especially guys like Bowers, because, again, you roll down a safety on Bowers and you probably open yourself up to something else. Your model, and you pointed this out on Twitter, uh, where you can follow Josh here, College Football Nerds and his team, CFB Nerds on the Twitter account, College Football Nerds. And, by the way, check out the YouTube channel. They've got a lengthy uh, breakdown when you look at 41 minutes of Alabama Georgia. I mean, let that sink in, 41 minutes. There's no way that we could do that here on this radio, even though I've went a little bit long here uh, with Josh. I'm going to get him off here in just a couple seconds. But um, you look at your model, you point out that it's a 10-point difference According to Alabama and Georgia, do you agree with that model? Is is do you think that's the way it ends up Saturday afternoon e- evening? Uh, 
I did not, um, and I do not. Now, that was the, the largest differential in our model of any team that has played Alabama in the last 10 years. And let that sink in. Now, our model kind of got some traction because it was one of the few models that picked Ohio State to beat Alabama in 2014. So it doesn't always love Alabama. But we have never seen anyone be a double digit in our model in a game against Alabama before. Um, now, I think the model undervalues Alabama because models and all these computers, they look at the whole season more or less equal. Um, sometimes a little more recent than others. But that South Florida game, that Arkansas game early in the year, even that Iron Bowl, which is you know, always a unique thing, those weight just as heavily as the Tennessee game, as the LSU game, as the Kentucky game. And so I don't think Alabama is the team that played USF without Jalen Milrow. I think they're a much different team than they were the start of the year. So I do have it a smaller margin. Um, and if you watch the preview, again, on YouTube at College Football Nerds, you'll find that I actually pick Alabama against the spread, though I, I don't necessarily like them to win. I do think they have a good shot to win, and, and I, I pick them uh, against the spread, just not straight up. Um, so I certainly think the 10-point margin is a little too much, and it really reflects the fact that the average Alabama team over the course of the season just isn't as good as what I think Alabama has become at the end of the year. Josh, uh, we're always excited to uh, hear your segment. Uh, this one has been another one of those dynamic segments, and uh, we've learned a lot here in the last uh, 20 minutes. I thank you for a couple of extra minutes today. We've certainly got a lot of things to get to next week, and uh, we'll break down the college football playoff regardless of who those four teams are going to be. Thank you again for your time. Hey, I'm getting a message. Is Oklahoma State, Texas, do you, do you see that as a close game? I mean, do you think Oklahoma State can beat Texas? Because that would be another possible uh, option, but – Somebody said, please ask him that. And I, I didn't ask that question. I don't see it as overly likely. I don't know. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, they had issues with Oklahoma State early in this year, but that was in a stretch where they were kind of banged up um, defensively and offensively. People know the quarterback situation, but they were actually more beat up than that. And people don't, if you don't follow Texas, you're not aware of it. And Oklahoma State, frankly, is just not great. They, they should not have beaten Oklahoma and did. Knocked Oklahoma out of that conference title hunt. And you know, it's kind of a Iowa situation where they're they're really a second or third team tier team in that conference. Probably shouldn't ideally be in the conference championship game, uh, but I mean Texas has nearly lost to a number of teams that weren't very good. Uh, so you never know, but it's definitely not a game that Texas should lose. Josh, thank you again. I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. We're going to send everybody to collegefootballnerds.com. You can do the models. You can play around with some of these. You can also go to the YouTube channel and see this 41-minute uh, interview. You can also go, or not interview, just a breakdown, analysis of Alabama, Georgia. You can also go to Twitter, CFB Nerds, on the Twitter account. Josh, I appreciate you, man. Have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot, Ryan. You guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Josh from College Football Nerds. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Spoiled. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. All right, now I've kind of spoken my 
piece. Josh spoke his piece, and uh, we'll let you uh, please, please chime in. We'll talk to Aaron Torres coming up at 3.30. We'll talk to Josh Pate at 4. We'll get his thoughts. We'll listen to uh, what you've got to say. I always say this is a two-way street. Remember to download the Tide 100.9 app. Not only listen to all of our coverage, whether it's uh, Alabama men's basketball, we do carry most of those games here on Tide 100.9. Uh, but also we uh, carry all the football games. we got the Nick Saban show, and before they leave for Atlanta uh, tomorrow evening, we'll carry that. So, uh, And we'll also be in Atlanta on Friday afternoon. So if you're there, uh, we'll be at the SEC Fanfare, and we'll be broadcasting live. Going to have a lot of fun. We're going to lead into that. So we'll have coverage uh, on Friday afternoon. Brian Hard Construction always uh, making it possible. Uh, when you talk about every Friday, Taco Casa and Chicken Salad Chick will be our presenting sponsors. Uh, they are over in the ATL, so we'll be there on Friday afternoon. Uh, let's take more phone calls, and we go to Greg in Athens. Greg, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's Well, it's been a busy time up here in Tennessee. We are in the midst of three weeks of testing um, but I, I thought it was an inter- interesting conversation and I'm much more optimistic about Alabama's chances, uh, right. against Atlanta for, Let me for a couple of reasons. Are you talking about beating Georgia or being in the playoffs? Uh, be- beating Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, some of my Auburn friends pointed out after their, their heartbreaking loss that, you know, um, but Georgia, based on our performance, Georgia was going to run all over us. And I said, well, you really can't count that performance, just like we couldn't count your performance against New Mexico State. Um, you know, Auburn ran for over 200 yards against uh, uh, Georgia uh, back when they played them. And I just think that Alabama and um, Georgia, from a defensive standpoint, you know, kind of mirror each other, and they're, they just kind of line up and, and, you know, whoever wins, wins. But we have a really good uh, performance record uh, at Mercedes-Benz, uh, um, especially against Georgia. And I just think that um, they've not faced a defense nor an offense like ours. And what we saw against Auburn, I think, had been uh, was more vanilla or dumbed down, if you want to use that term, when they were playing um, – at Auburn, and I just think that um, that Alabama's going to perform well enough to win. Well, and I think we're the only ones. And, you know, we yeah. set this up in the offseason talking about how can we stop Georgia from winning. You know, I feel like the narrative has spun around a little bit, right? How can you stop Alabama for so many years? Now it's how can you stop Georgia? Uh, they, they're kind of boring college football. And if they win three in a row, that's something that's never been done in the modern era, right? In the AP poll, when it, it was established in 1936, nobody's been able to do it. Uh, Oklahoma right. didn't do it in the 50s. Notre Dame didn't do it in the 40s. Alabama didn't do it in the 60s, 70s. Nick Saban, Nebraska, Miami, all these teams, all these dynasties. Nobody's ever been able to win. And that's why I think pressure's on Georgia. I think Alabama can play yeah. relaxed. Um Yes. It's the same. You look back at the kick six. Nick Saban explained it multiple times. How many times do we go inside the 25 and not score any points in the kick six 2013 game against Auburn? It's when you get that close to doing something that's never been done. It's a reason why nobody's ever done it. And it, it the pressure mounts. It builds on you. And I think they know it too. I mean, come on. I mean, Georgia, and that's the reason I asked Josh the question. I think we're the only option to take these guys down. I think everybody else, it would be ugly football. Georgia, Michigan, ugly. 
ugly. And I think if Alabama gets in, if you knock out Georgia, then I think Alabama, if they're in that Final Four, I think we would probably be the favorite, in my opinion, to beat a lot of these teams. I, I think we would probably be on a cruise control. Yeah, it, it would be. It would be. Um, they would be the prohibitive favorite, and I, I believe to play Washington. I'd give anything to play Oregon. Aren't the aren't the playoff games uh, semifinals? Aren't they like out west and then ones in Atlanta? No, no. Um, it's or, the, or New Orleans. It's New Orleans and the Rose Bowl. And I can go ahead and tell you, based on what yeah. I heard last night in the SC, the uh, teleconference and the college football playoff teleconference, if you never want to put the number one team at a disadvantage. If Alabama right. beat Georgia, Michigan would be the number one team. Alabama's closer to New Orleans than Michigan is. They would send Alabama in if because I, I think four is the only option. I don't think we're getting in at three, unless mm-hmm. just mad chaos happens. They would send Alabama and Michigan to the Rose Bowl. Right. Unless Michigan just calls and says, "Guys, we'd rather go to New Orleans," but with their history of the Rose Bowl, they're not turning it down. That their preference is going to be to go out west, and they never yeah. want to put the number one team at a disadvantage, and they would be because Alabama is four hours away from New Orleans. Well, and see the the, the college football Alabama's chances in the playoff discussion—that's a different animal. You know, and speaking of and, Michigan, why are we not talking about them and their cheating scandal? Like, I feel like we've almost we've almost pushed that to the side. It has been pushed to the side. This won't get litigated till long after, uh, um, their, you know, Coach Harbaugh is gone. You know, um, it, it's just kind of like you remember uh, in 2010 when we, they had the Cam Newton controversy, and it just, you know, they kept playing them, and they were investigating, and then it just kind of felt like it was swept under the rug. This is just the same thing. Yeah, and so when you I mean, look at it. You know, we, we talk about the lessons of college football. This year, if Michigan goes on to win the whole darn thing and they're at that number one spot, now who knows? I mean, if they jumbled it up, you know, if Alabama and Georgia is left out and you've got, you know, uh, Michigan, Oregon, or Washington, Florida State, and whoever's at that four spot, you know, what are we telling our kids? It's okay to cheat. You get caught, but at the end of the day, you get to hoist up a trophy. Right. Well, you know, looking at the uh, the profiles that you called out, while some of them do have football backgrounds, this is probably the least football-centric group that they've had since they started this back in 2014. I, I would agree. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Boo Corrigan could get on national TV like he did last night and say that, most deserving is not in their lexicon. It's not in the documentation. But, um, you know, uh, human beings are unique in this, in this standpoint. You can give them, no matter what job they're in, you can give them um, a written instruction about what they are required to do, and they'll do whatever they want to do. Because it happens every day in every walk of life. So th- we shouldn't expect anything different out of these this group of uh, people than we do out of your local city council or zoning board. Yeah. There's, when I look at the committee, I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed with the yeah. roster that they have, they have put together. Even a, you know, a guy like we're trying to prop up Jim Grobe. I mean, Jim Grobe was just a kind of a okay football coach, right? I mean, I wouldn't put yeah. him in a category. He's not Barry Alvarez. 
No, no, no. He's, he's not. I mean, when you look at these committee members, I'm sure he has a lot of integrity. Um, but I mean, wasn't Ronnie Lott on there at one time? Uh, don't know about Ronnie Lott. Um, I know Tyrone well, there Willingham. Was, uh, Tyrone Willingham was a coach that was on there. You mentioned yeah. Barry Alvarez. Tom Osborne was Tom Osborne on that committee too. I don't. I don't recall, but I, it just seemed like they had a lot more. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, but I thought football heavy people on there than simply no, 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 the, no, no, and 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 really, it's you know, it's yeah. it's these ads, and you know, when you look at um, their bias, uh, to me, I, I think, and and to be fair, they work. You know, like the ACC, Boo Corrigan is part of the ACC. Boo financially benefits if Florida State's in that Final Four. Well, the ACC does. It's money in the bank for everybody. Right? Yeah. I mean, how, how would you like to know that Florida State's not in there and Boo Corgan goes to the spring meetings and goes, Yeah. You screwed us, buddy. You screwed us. I, I just don't I just don't think, Ryan, that if Alabama wins against uh Georgia, and I expect them to win thirty one twenty one. Um I'm gonna write that down, thirty one twenty one? Yeah. Yep. All right, and I gotta go because I gotta get to this break and yeah. But they, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. You can leave the Pac-12 out. You can leave the Big 12 out. You know, you can leave the Big 10 out, but you're never going to leave the SEC out. Total yards for Alabama, Greg? I will say 457. 457. Greg, have a great day, man. Roll Tide. You too. Roll Tide. Right back to you. Let's continue with more of the game. We'll take more of your phone calls next. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hi, Barry Buck. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. We open up the three-hour, uh, three o'clock hour in a couple of minutes. We'll talk to Robert in Mobile first up, Dawson second up, uh, Ryan in Maryland, or is that Ron in Maryland? Ron in Maryland. I bet it's Ron because Ron came and visited us a couple of years ago. I bet that's Ron. And then we've also got Tommy and Romulus. We're taking scores on a Dreamland Score Prediction Day. Tied. 100.9-1230 WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Football is back and Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today 57. For tonight fair, not as cold as last night, the low 32. Tomorrow partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the afternoon high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Dan Byer. After replacing Mac Jones in their last two games, New England Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi was getting first-team reps in practice today. The portion that was open to the media saw Zappi taking snaps with Malik Cunningham, also getting some reps in while Mac Jones sat idle for New England. New York Jets opened the 21-day practice window for quarterback Aaron Rodgers as he was on the practice field today. Texans offensive lineman Titus Howard done for the year because he needs knee surgery. Three-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Deshaun Jackson will sign a one-day deal and retire as a Philadelphia Eagle. He'll be their honorary captain for Sunday's game against the Niners. South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler is going to enter the NFL draft, while 24-7 Sports says Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson is entering the transfer portal. In women's basketball, LSU star Angel Reese is back with the team. She'll play in the Tigers game tomorrow against number nine Virginia Tech after missing the last four games for what coach Kim Mulkey called locker room issues. to go we're doing our dreamland score prediction day today and this will be one of our final packages here when we talk about it we'll do an sec parlay pick contest later this week uh, but we're going to take it to the next level because this is sec championship time and we're giving away a lot of nice awesome goodies okay it's sec championship it's alabama georgia it's trying to stop the dogs from winning three in a row alabama we're the king of college football we have 29 sec titles we're going for number 30 George is going for number 14. If you tells you who the king is, uh, George has also doubled their national titles in the last couple of years. <gasps> They're trying to win three in a row. We're just trying to stop them, and hopefully we can get our name called in the college football playoffs. Let me run through some of the goodies that we're giving away. Okay, let, let's just line it up. Our presenting sponsor is Dreamland. We're giving away not a $25 gift card, but a $50 gift card. So we're going we're gonna to double that, okay? Is that okay with everybody? Permission? Yes. Is that yeah. okay? I'm going to double the Dreamline gift card, okay? Mark Smart gift package. I'm going to double that too. Mark Smart, downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Yeah! If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, ribeyes, fillets, sirloins, the home of the chicken swirl, we're going to double that Mark Smart gift card, okay? There we go. Uh, let's go Dreamland. Uh, excuse me, Daniel Moore, which, uh, by the way, he released his – uh, not the print, but he's at least told us that he's going to do a print for the Iron Bowl. We didn't think that would be a print game. Daniel Moore Art, we're going to give away a 2024 calendar. We'll also give away a mini print, so that'll be included in the package. Okay. We're also going to give away a Moultrie feeder, excuse me, not a feeder, a camera, Moultrie camera. Uh, Dan Moultrie is a friend of our program, and, you know, that's a camera that. You know, as we always like to say, a gift that just keeps on giving because for all of you deer hunters out there, and we know that we have a ton because we're doing our big 
buck bounty contest and um, you know down at Hicks Taxidermist and we've run through that and I'll continue doing that often uh, but we're going to give away a cell camera where you can go out and land that big buck right you can scout him out you can see exactly where he's at uh, we're going to give away one of those Moultrie Edge cameras that'll be included in the prize package we're also going to give away and we've done this before uh, but King footwear has given us some things to give away in the past. They're going to do it this year as well. And and what we'll do is we'll get your size and then we'll submit it and you can submit your color. Uh, they've even got Alabama ones, but these are active recovery shoes. Uh, they sent me a pair a couple of years ago and uh, man, I tell you what, I didn't really believe. I was like, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about recovery shoe? What is a recovery shoe? It's what the athletes wear. If you ever see that, if you go in the press room and you'll see the uh, what they're wearing, these big, thick shoes. It's a recovery shoe. Well, that's what Kane has done, canefootwear.com, canefootwear.com, and they've got a beautiful Alabama uh, pair, and, and we're going to be giving away one of those pairs. You'll select the size, so if you don't want them, you can give them to your wife, and you can give us her size, and we'll submit that size. So uh, that with it itself is an $85 value, all right? We are also going to give away because we know how much you love college football. We know how much you love to go out and enjoy the great outdoors. Thermos Seat is giving us one of their fusion seats to give away. It's about another $50 value, thermoseat.com, right? And you can take it to the ball game. You can take it to your favorite shooting house, or you can take it to uh, your favorite park bench, uh, or if you have a uh, uncomfortable chair at the office. Uh, this would be an option. So it's not just for hunting, even though that's their primary focus. Thermos seat, stay outdoors. Uh, we're going to give away one of those. So we've got it developed a really nice, great package. But it's a contest to get in because we've got about an hour and 30-minute wait here to get people into the contest. Now, it will trim down because we went guest heavy there in that opening hour we spent with Josh from College Football Nerds. We do have Aaron Torres and we have Josh Pate. It is a contest to get in. So you get in, you give us your prediction. If you're the closest prediction, uh, then you'll walk away with a Thermoseat Fusion. Uh, and you can see these products, thermoseat.com, thermoseat.com. Uh, we'll give away one of the Moultrie Edge cameras. We'll give away Kane footwear product, Dreamland, ain't nothing like them, nowhere. Mark Smart will double that, and we'll do Daniel Moore calendar 2024. We'll talk to Aaron Torres coming up in about 20-something uh, minutes. Let's go to Robert in Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? Hey, well, let's see. It looks like all those style points that people said we didn't need when all those games where we say, hey, we're going to start getting some style points here. Uh, it's starting to look like you're biting us in the butt. Uh, currently, Alabama is the lowest-ranked one-loss team. Uh, all the one-loss team in Alabama is at the very bottom in them rank. With the best body of work. And the logic Only behind Georgia. that is what? Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, so there is, doesn't seem to be any. I, I can only follow logic when it's present. I, I love logic. Uh, that's how I live my life. I can only follow it when I see logic. I listen to that. Uh, and uh, Mark's uh, uh, Houston, I mean, uh, Martin Houston, uh, Xavier, said he heard the, the clown on the uh, committee said that, well, Oregon, because of uh, the way Bo Nix is playing football. Bo Nix? <laughs> you got them up there because how Bo Nix is playing football? His, his stats? Okay, yeah. Let uh, Jalen Hurts have, I mean, Jalen Miro have a Bo Nix schedule. I'm sure his that would seem very similar too, but yeah, whatever, dude. So again, style, how you win. There, that's it. Only Georgia has the 
has the uh, same number of ranked wins as Alabama. Only Georgia. Georgia and Alabama both have three uh, wins against teams in the top 25. Everybody else has two or less. And Oregon only has one. But, yeah, they're above Alabama. The the comment that he said last night when Boo Corrigan, and by the way, uh, Robert, a grown man should be named Boo. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, a guy that's playing little league. Okay, that's one thing. Little kid. Hey, boo, 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 boo. It may have been a cool name. And listen, I don't like my name. Okay, Robert, you may or may not like your name. Uh, Ryan was pretty cool as a kid. When you get as an adult, it just doesn't sound like an adult name. Okay, but it's a lot better than boo. I mean, well, there's a lot of Ryans in the world. Well, yeah. So it, it flows out there. But but if I was boo, I would drop the O and just become Bo. I mean, exactly. it, it just, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it, it sounds like a, a child. Um, Especially if they seem to send the committee seems to like the name Bo. Like, hey, that's why Oregon's up there because the Bo, Bo's playing so well. And, right. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, who knows, Bo was maybe a Boo at one time and he become a Bo. Uh, but if that made any sense at all. But when you look at this committee, I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed with their body of work so far. And who knows? Maybe Texas gets beat. Maybe Florida State gets beat, and it all works itself out, and it becomes easy for the committee. But as it stands right now, this will be the hardest decision they have made up until this point. I don't see another. They're going to. This is a challenge. They're going to have to. They're going to have to tell if Alabama beats Georgia. They're going to have to tell the two best teams in college football with only one loss, you don't get to go to the into the college football player. If you're, even though Vegas will tell you who the two best teams in college football are by Alabama and Georgia if they're in the playoff, but this committee is going to have to look Alabama in the eye and say, yeah, you beat the number one team in the nation and lost in almost three years, and you have the and you have the most top uh, twenty five wins out of any by any team in college football, but we're, you're still not one of the best four teams. That's what they'll have to say. And there's, not, there's no chance Georgia gets in if Alabama doesn't get in, if Alabama beats them, folks. And I've heard people say that. That's, that, that's off the table, too. And we've been saying this for weeks. How many weeks have we been saying the SEC is primed to have the two best teams in college football and none of them make it because of how this committee's been acting? So, but, they got, but they got Oregon. They got the Pac-12 as a as a lock to get in. One of their players, one of their teams to get in. If, so what are they with, doing? Are they just are they work? just looking at the Pac-12 and saying, you know, we know that you guys are going to be dissolving. We know that you're going away. We're going to just give you a reward, and we're going to say thank yeah. you I, to me. And and I look back at this committee, and I'm going, I don't care how many hats they sit on that table before they walk in that room. There's bias. There's bias on this room. Yeah, well, you have setting ADs in conferences that will directly benefit. And we're talking about conferences who are poor as a rattlesnake. ACC is well, broke. Pac-12 is broke. Financially, these things can keep conferences money that, that they need. They need it. I mean, Arizona in the Pac-12 just a couple of uh, weeks ago. They're down two hundred and fifty million bucks. They're broke. Well, it, bias is well, bias is inevitable. Bias because we're human beings. We all have bias. Sure it is. That's, yeah. The the thing is, as long as you're fair, which okay, you realize you have bias, but you're not. But you're not unfair. I I like the color green. Uh, I mean, I, and I prefer the color green over the pr- color purple. 
But if I say this, this what it was god awful outfit on <laughs> that I think is is terrible. But uh, but if I like the color green, I'm going to say, well, it, it looks better than this beautiful purple rose. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. That's undue. Okay, now your bias is ridiculous. Now your bias is unfair. It's fine to have bias towards something as long as you're if you're fair, and that's all you ask. I, could the, com- the committee can, you know, apparently you, you got football knowledge. You don't have to be a coach to be able to pick the, the four best teams in college football. And you can have your bias. As long as you are honest and fair. These, this committee is showing itself to be dishonest and unfair. It's just the bottom line. If you, you can't rank teams. You can't, you're not even talking body work anymore. They don't even, they're not even talking body work anymore when it comes to work. Now they're going off to how good Bo Nix looks. I just, and that's ridiculous. And that's, uh, we, but we've been saying this how we for weeks, folks. We've been warning you all this is the trend we're seeing. And the now starting to come to fruition because we're not getting the chaos we normally get. And this committee is not honest. And they're, you know, they're not honest broker. Well, I'm fine with you, you know, having your preferences and your bias, but keep them in check enough to be honest. And they're not doing that right now. Now, like in, like your college football nerd said, there's no Ohio State has absolutely no business being ahead of Texas or Alabama. They have no business at all. They have no. The only good win is Penn State. That's it. <laughs> I mean, what else does Ohio State have? But well, here you go. but but you got to look at the future. The way that this committee is setting it up, I almost think, I almost think, when you think about. Michigan going to one. Let's say Alabama beats Georgia. Based on what this committee told us last night, I think Ohio State's not completely out of this thing. Uh, they are, they're out. There's no way they're going to put Ohio State. So either they're using Ohio State to prop up Michigan's resume? Probably. Or Ohio State could backdoor this thing. And they could slip it at yeah. that four spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, they would Not need some. A, yeah. They would need yeah. some help, right? You would have to have an ugly Oregon Washington game. You'd have to have Florida State get beat. Probably Oklahoma State would beat Texas, and Alabama would lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah or Alabama would beat Georgia. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, things Ohio happening. State, yeah. But but their argument. I mean, I heard it last night from the guy's mouth. He said four. Five and six is equal. He said there is a small, very minor Washington, <laughs> excuse me, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State. So if there's no separation, yeah. how would it not be? I know they don't play the game this weekend, so there'll be more separation after not playing. Well, yeah, yeah. You know way Ohio State gets in it. They would Alabama would beat uh Georgia and then they would let Ohio State sure. over Alabama. That, that's not that's not happening. Uh that's not happening. Yeah. Okay. If they do that, we might as well. Then, I mean, I guess well, no, I, I, we might have to fan college football. But, but you, you asked me why they they're propping up Ohio State. I mean, I'm looking for an answer. I don't know. Other right. Than what I just right, said. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and so. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like uh, when. Uh, yeah, I'm asking you to follow logic that doesn't exist. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, Robert. I got to run, man. I appreciate you. All time. right, man. We will come back. We'll take Dawson on the other side. Aaron Torres in a couple of minutes. T-Town tied 100.9, 1230 WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
The Tuscaloosa City School System, the only system in the entire nation to be awarded the Benjamin B. Trigo Award for student postgraduate readiness. Tuscaloosa County leaders are in Auburn this morning with county officials from across the state attending the two-day annual Association of County Commissions Legislative Conference. Mental health will be a key issue on their agenda. And preparations continue at the University of Alabama's Moody Music Building for the fourth Republican presidential debate. It'll be held a week from tonight on campus. Some roads around the facility will be closed Next week. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today, 57. For tonight, fair. Not as cold as last night. The low, 32. Tomorrow, partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night. The afternoon high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here in just a couple of minutes, we are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Let me remind you about the wharf. If you're looking for a new pair of boots, you'll find it right there. 60 different brands of boots. Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more. It's the work and Western wear for the entire family. If you're one that loves to get out and work outside, or if you love to go out deer hunting, if you need a waterproof boot, if you need a snake-proof boot option. Hopefully those no shoulders are hiding away. But if you're looking for those, if you're looking for a hiking boot, or if you're just looking for a nice dress boot, you'll find those. The work in Western wear for the entire family as we approach the month of December and Christmas time and Christmas gifts. And uh, those things are on our mind when we talk about Carhartt clothing, Rocky clothing, Under Armour clothing, Wrangler, Levi Lee. You'll find it at the wharf. McFarland Boulevard between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate since 1976. Let's continue with Dawson. Dawson, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope you're doing well. Well, Ryan, doing great. Doing great. It's good to be We're not going to argue and fight today, are we? Oh, well, I don't know. We'll get to that. Look, uh, first of all, um, I was down in Tuscaloosa again today. I had to go over to the Towers again today. And again today... Um, my battery on my truck wouldn't, wasn't reliable. <laughs> I've got to get a new battery for that truck. But so I had to, um, summons, uh, Dale out there again today and Jumbo came along. So I had an opportunity to meet Jumbo. I had not, I had not met Jumbo. I tell you, he's a just good guy. You know, Brian, you've got the best callers, best lineup we do. in the universe, in the plant, on the planet. There's just, you know, nothing like it. And they it, it they all contribute something that's um, worth paying for. 
Uh, so anyway, it was great. To, it was great to meet Jumbo. Just a really good guy. Of course, Dale already found that out when I, I saw him the other day. But Ryan, let's get down to business here, okay? I heard your nerd guy, and um, now I've been, you know, enjoying the nerd guy pretty good all year, and and he and he's very analytical. He's very analytical. He has a lot of knowledge about it. I mean, he brings it and does a does a good job. But sometimes you're just dead wrong between you know, making money and and the game itself is just not about making money. It's about players making plays. So when you really get right down to the real issue, I don't buy this baloney in any fashion or form that Georgia is 10 points better than Alabama. Um, if I was going to be, and you talk about fair all the time, which I, I, I don't like your idea of fair, but let's just leave that alone for now. I might come back to it. But if you really wanted to lay something fair out there, the very best you could say would be even. And that would be the very best thing that you could say. I think that we're actually better than they are. But let's just say that that it that it is even because we recruit the same players and they have great players just like we do. And they have just as many of them as we do. So in that way, they're equal. But like I said yesterday, their quarterback is not our quarterback, and we have the best quarterback in the country. I don't care. You can talk about LSU down there. They want to give that trophy to him because he's running up and down the field between the 20s and all that kind of stuff. But he's lost three ball games, and I wouldn't give him the Heisman Trophy. And our quarterback went head-to-head with him, and we won the game. So, no, I don't – by that blown. We got the best quarterback in the country. We got the best coach in the country. And I believe we have the best players in the country. And I believe we have the team that's playing the best football in the country. And why are we so number, that's where we then, are. Then how will you justify number eight then? Ryan, the reason if you why can because, see this, why why can they not? Well, I think I, I think they will. I think it'll it'll play itself out. First of all, I think there's gonna be a big shakeup. Uh this is championship weekend. I think at least two, maybe three teams in the top four will lose. Maybe all of them will lose. We don't know. So there's just a big assumption that, that um, you know, this is going to be there because of this or because of that. When they play the game Saturday, a lot of things are going to happen. But let me just say this. <clears throat> Alabama, when we beat Georgia, that is a bigger mountain than the than the national than the Natty game will be. That is that is a bigger mountain, bigger game than any game that will be played this season. And so I am here. To, oh, I saw the where rhyme where seventy percent of the ESPN audience said that if Alabama beats Georgia, they'll be in. Now we're not hearing that in Tuscaloosa. No, no, we're not hearing that. But 70% of the ESPN audience said that if Alabama wins, beats Georgia, then they'll be in. And I think that's what a lot of people, I think this entire basis that, that we're sitting at number eight and all that is based on the fact that they just don't think we're going to beat Georgia. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's that's where that is. Dawson, but, I, listen, but I, I would love to see. I hope and I pray 
not really, but I mean, I, I don't pray about sports. No, but, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, God's got. Yeah, right. I mean, God's got a lot more important things. He's than, pretty busy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and God can handle. I, I trust. Uh, oh yeah, oh I mean, yeah. He we, can handle it, but uh, but he could. But I believe in a sovereign God. But I, I don't believe in one that says, well, okay, Alabama's going to be the, the, the victorious and Georgia's going to lose. <laughs> no, no, we're um, not Notre Dame. We don't have touchdown Jesus right, over the right. field, but, but, but go ahead. But I hope that you're – I hope I'm eating all the crow on Monday. I hope it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. I mean, I hope that I look like one of those, you know, 900-pound people just slobbing and baking every type of – you know, I, I just hope that's what I am Monday. I hope you're serving it up, and I hope I'm wrong. I just don't trust this committee, and I'm sorry. I mean, you and well, I. Well, I don't think you, I'm not trusting the committee either. But when you play a game and win a game like that, if these it's not in the committee. See it now, what's going to change their mind? Ryan, we haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. We haven't done it yet. Well, but based on what you and said, once, once it is done, that will speak for itself. All right. You can't. You can't imagine it. You can't. You know. You talk talk about logic and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Logic is not the best perimeter of anything. And there's a lot of great and wonderful and sweet and special th things that happen that has nothing to do with logic. It defies logic. And when we go in there and we take that field and we whip them, it's going to open the eyes of a lot of things. It will change. It's like magic. It will change everything. It changes everything. So we will believe that. I know you got. Right. I know you got uh, the Torres. California board coming on in just a yep. minute. But roll time, man. Thank you, Dawson. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide one hundred point nine twelve thirty WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. St. Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom Gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have a wreck on 15th Street. This is southbound at 5th Avenue at Tuscaloosa. Everything else looks pretty good. Some minor delays on McFarland, but nothing major. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Hey, it's Christian Miller from the Miller's Edge. And tune in tomorrow, Thursday, as we break down this Alabama-Georgia matchup for the 2023 SEC Championship. Will Alabama get the job done and make a push for the playoffs? We'll talk about it tomorrow on the Miller's Edge. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Yeah. Light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205-342-9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
You know, Noah, I want to say something to you. If I was in your part of the neighborhood, I'd, I'd swing by and say hello. I mean, like if, if you and I, you know, at some point you leave the radio station and become, I don't know, like New York City. If I was in New York City, if I was in the state, I, I would call you, right? I would go by yeah. and see you. I just want to make sure I, I mean, and I think you would do the same. Like if you came back to Tuscaloosa, you'd come by and say hello and all of this. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I brought that up for no reason. Just, I just want to say it. Uh, well, that, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports National Analyst. Aaron Torres, I hope you're doing well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. So first of all, Noah, don't listen to him. He's You're a pawn in his sick game. Um, no. If you, if you were in New York City and he, he was visiting Niagara Falls, that, according to my map, is six hours and 33 minutes away. Because he said if he was in your state now, he said if I was in the same state, I would make sure to come see you. So I don't know if Brian Fowler was six hours and 33 minutes away if he would really come to see you. Now why don't you go ahead and add another one hour and 58 minutes because according to maps, as I sit here in Fayetteville, Arkansas, I am eight hours and 25 minutes away from Tuscaloosa, Alabama by car. So would you really, Ryan? Yes. If I Noah would. was eight hours away, you, it, 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 you, you're, you're. I'll tell you what. You must have grown up in the biggest neighborhood ever, because uh, you know eight hours is a pretty big neighborhood. That's all I'm going to say. So what are you saying? Are you love those Arkansas people more than you do uh, Tuscaloosa? I mean, <gasps> I mean. Well, you want the honest truth? Yes. I, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Well, I love the UConn Huskies more than anything. So what ended up happening is UConn plays at Kansas on Friday night. Uh, we got a big alumni thing. You know, Kansas was number one in the preseason. So I decided to go to that. And then I found out after the fact that two days before, Arkansas was hosting Duke in a basketball game. Um, so I decided to change my flight a little bit. And I will tell you, Ryan, and I know you think I'm making it up, even though we talked about it on the phone, um, I called you. Because I tried to see how far Tuscaloosa was away, but I found out it wasn't close because I thought, could I do Tuscaloosa one day, Fayetteville, and then Kansas to wrap the week? But that wasn't in the card. That was not in the card. Well, let me tell you, I, I drove that a few weeks ago. Uh, my wife was in Tulsa. Remember when we talked during the bye week and we mm -hmm. came back that way? It is a long way. So I'll give you I'll give you forgiveness. Uh, but you didn't come see us when we were in Santa Clara. I mean, we were in the Ryan, same state. Real quick. You know what I did last night on my drive here? You talk about it being a quiet drive. I happened to turn on Sirius XM radio, and Chris Plank was hosting right after they revealed the new top 10 in college football or top 25. I called into his radio show to talk about it, dude. You, really? you talk, Yeah, you talk about, you know, I think there's something ingrained in us where, you know, we, when we hear something, like, I don't know if you ever do this, but... You know, you're out with your wife and something happens and you just got to go into a four minute monologue about this, uh, this, this quarterback did this or this, whatever did that. I heard Plank and Jeff Schwartz talking about the playoff rankings and I kind of disagreed. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to call in and I called in to Sirius XM and we chatted for about 10 minutes. It was great, but I did really did do that. Cause it is line. Do you have a backdoor line? No, no. You I called the main line that, that Chris Plank gave out. Now it was. It was a pretty cool moment. I'm not going to lie, Ryan. I said, uh, you know, when the producer picked up, he said, hey, wh what's your name? Where are you calling from? I said, hey, man, my name is actually uh, Aaron Torres. I'm friends with Chris Plank. Just tell him who it is. And he goes, oh, a Aaron Torres? Uh, uh, like the Aaron Torres? Like the sports media Aaron Torres? And I was like, wow, I didn't know that I was like a singular, you know, random radio producers would just, 
you know, trip over their own words the second that they heard me on the other line. So that was a pretty cool moment. But no, I, I'm, I'm an everyman, Ryan. I called the main line and I, I sat on hold uh, through a Christmas break or a commercial break. And, uh, and then I, and then we talked a little football. Okay. All right. All right. So what made you have that reaction? Cause I was going to ask you a question, but my main question now is what made you want to react? What was it that they said that triggered Aaron Torres to call in to uh, Sirius XM? Well, I'll be honest. So actually, um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if anybody actually, once they put out the top 10, if anybody stays around for the Reese Davis interview, but Reese Davis, it felt like was trying to egg Boo Corrigan as the guy that's in charge of the whole thing. Basically egg him on into saying that Oregon was not that good. Um, and I took that as ESPN already starting the narrative that if Oregon was to win the Pac-12, that they're not a worthy uh, college football playoff participant. And the reason why was because they're going through all the teams and they go, well, you know, Boo, uh, Oregon's uh, strength of schedule is XYZ. Uh, and Texas's strength of schedule is ABC, and they're clearly different. But why, why do you have Texas? Why do you have Oregon ranked ahead of Texas? And then after Boo Corrigan gave that answer, Reese Davis then followed up and said, well, wait a second now. Oregon has a head-to-head win over Texas Tech that wasn't as impressive as Texas's. What does that mean to you? And I'm like, oh, boy. here we Because here's the thing, right, is, you know, listen, I don't work for ESPN. I'm not trying to criticize them, but – at the end of the day, they have the rights to the college football playoff. It is a TV product for them. And, you know, bluntly, I think ESPN would love for Alabama and Texas to get in. But obviously, you know, based on how, you know, everything breaks, that probably isn't really realistic unless Florida State loses. But, but it felt like to me ESPN is already trying to start the narrative that, that Oregon doesn't belong if they win the Pac-12. And that was what inspired me to call in. And Jeff Schwartz was on the other line. I don't know if you ever had Jeff, but he played at Oregon. So it was kind of a fitting person to kind of ask that question. So Torres, when, when you think about this committee, when you look at this rankings, okay, because we're, we're looking at it from Bama bias, okay? We, we need Alabama in that college football playoff. What do you think is the best route for Alabama to make an entry in? Who, who's, who needs to lose to help out? Alabama needs to beat Georgia. We, we just assume that that happens. Um, what else needs to happen for Alabama to backdoor this thing? Well, I don't think it's a backdoor. Um, I, I think one of two things has to happen. I mean, if Texas loses, um, if Texas loses, then obviously they would be a, a two loss team that isn't a conference champion that would eliminate them. I think if Florida State loses, um, I, I do. Th- I don't think that they would be put in over Alabama. They would be one loss. Their, their resume would not be nearly as strong as Alabama's. You know, you could argue LSU is Alabama's third best win if they beat Georgia. It would be probably Georgia, Ole Miss, and then LSU. Alabama, uh, uh, that would be Florida State's best win of the season. Um, and then also, uh, I think, you know, listen, I, I think you got to beat Georgia. And then if either Florida State loses, if Texas loses, then you got to feel good. I also think there's the scenario, you know, everybody's talking about the possibility of what what is it possible that a, a the SEC gets left out of a twelve out of a fourteen playoff? I think it's possible that nobody's talking about. It. I think if Michigan loses, I think the Big Ten could be left out of a fourteen college football playoff, depending on how everything else goes. You so don't think Michigan could lose though, do you? I mean, they're a twenty three point favorite. I really don't think they can lose. No, to be blunt, I don't. I don't see that scenario. But I'm just saying, you know, crazier. Th- I would say crazier things have happened. 
but it is a, it's been a long time since, you know, we've had a, an upset of that magnitude this late in the season. All right. So when you, when you look at Alabama, this committee, in a lot of years, they've got it easy, right? I agree. I mean, you know, we, we could, I mean, I don't think your wife loves football. My wife can take it or leave it. She really, I, I, I said earlier in the show, she's in a meeting, so she no clue. I don't know if she knows there's 11 people on the offense and 11 on defense, okay? Sure. Um, she, Mine definitely doesn't. Okay. okay. I, mean, I mean, she could do quarterback, running back. I think that's probably about it. She might know a wide receiver, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm really stretching there. Um, and they could select the four teams in the previous years. I think this year they've got one of their weakest college football committee rosters. I, I, I just I look at this committee, I'm going, they're not very impressive. Taurus, why can we not come up with quality, like, football minds on this committee? Why is it such a struggle? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's a great question, and I do wonder how often they're turning over the committee. It feels almost like every year or two they get get some fresh blood in there but i do remember the first year it was kind of a who's who of former coaches that were really well respected in the space and it feels like it's gotten worse um i will say you know i guess if you're worried as a Bama fan i, I do think that's kind of an intriguing conversation of because there aren't those strong kind of alpha leaders in that room i mean i remember one year barry alvarez was in the room barry alvarez is kind of an alpha you know no nonsense kind of guy I just bring it up because I do wonder, does that hurt? You know, will, will they kind of stick with status quo, basically? Like, in other words, um, will they kind of stick with status quo and not try to upset the apple cart? Now, to be clear, you know, again, I, I don't want to undersell it. Um, you know, I don't want to undersell, like, that Alabama has this impossible path. I think they just they need to win, which is obviously the hard part because Georgia's a great football team, but they also just need one of – I think three teams to lose Florida state, Texas, and Michigan. Um, but, but I also do wonder, you know, if, if everything plays out where all the favorites win and all that, then I do wonder if, if not having those strong personalities in the room that have been in the trenches that have been in the battles that have been in the locker rooms, then I wonder how it would impact the thinking if they're really willing to think outside the box or kind of go with status quo. So when, when you look at this, this Georgia game, what do you see when you look at uh, Kirby Smart and, and slowing down? I mean, I don't think anybody else in the country can beat it, Georgia. I think Georgia, if Alabama can't take them down Saturday, just hand them the darn trophy and let's play for second place. Mm. Um, I don't know if I agree with that part, but I, I, I think Alabama matches up well with it. And the one thing I will say, Ryan, this was another thing that Plank and Jeff Schwartz were talking about is, you know, they were talking about the idea of style points. Now, I don't think Alabama needs style points. But why I bring it up is because I do think there is something to every. We're all a product of like like we live in a world where everybody so focuses on the last thing that they saw, and I bring that up because I think most people right now are sitting there saying, "Well, Alabama. I mean, they're clearly not the same team they are most years." And I think they're pretty actually comparable to what they've been most years. They just don't have a star you know, passing quarterback. I don't even want to say a star quarterback because Jalen Milrow is a star. He's just different than Bryce Young and, and Tua and whatever. So I just bring it up because I do think Bama matches up well. I think weirdly this year with Georgia, they're maybe their greatest strength is the passing game. It's it's Carson Beck is phenomenal. Um, and they have a, 
really a, a slew of wide receivers that they can go to, whether it's not just Brock Bowers. Everybody knows Brock Bowers. But, you know, Marcus Roseme, Jack Saint, they got the uh, Dominic Lovett kid. They got, I mean, they got a, a real uh, bevy of guys. So I think that secondary is probably going to be tested in a way that maybe it hasn't. Well, I guess they played Jaden Daniels. So, you know, I, th- I was going to say they hadn't been tested since Texas. But uh, that, to me, is the key. Is, 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 this is an elite passing attack, which sounds crazy for Georgia. Um, and uh, I just bring it up because I think that's going to be the key to the game. At the end of the day, who do you think beats uh, who wins in the SEC championship game? Vegas has it, and um, I know you love to watch these lines. Uh, this line's moved up to over six points. I see a six and a half out there as well. I, I think that's too many points. I, I, I think it's close. Um, you know, the thing that I'll say about Georgia, first of all, Georgia has a habit this year of, and I haven't really totally dove deep into all everything for this game yet, but Georgia has a habit of falling down early in games. I mean, you know, they trailed at the half to Auburn. They trailed, or I think it was tied at the half against Missouri. Uh, they trailed at the half against South Carolina. You know, Georgia Tech, they got off to a slow start. And so they have been good in big games. I do want to give them credit that they were obviously great against Ole Miss. They were great uh, against, um, they were great against Kentucky when we thought Kentucky was maybe peaking. Uh, they were great against Florida coming off of a bye. So I don't think we're going to get flat Georgia, but I also think that this is by far the toughest matchup that they've had. I mean, listen, the East just was not good this year. I mean, and you know, that's, that's another thing that I think is hurting maybe not Alabama so much, but you know, the, the East was Tennessee, Alabama has seen Kentucky, Alabama has seen, they are not good. South Carolina is not even bowl eligible. Florida is not bowl eligible. So this is to me, you know, this is the toughest test that they've had all year. Uh, you know, they didn't play LSU, they didn't play A and M, which say what you want about them has great personnel. They did take care of Ole Miss, so I don't want to discredit them, but I, I, I do think this is going to be the toughest test for Georgia, um, and I think those six and a half points are way too many. Let's go to Oregon, Washington. When your thoughts uh, on the Pac-12, uh, in your opinion, Oregon is a nine-point favorite over the Washington Huskies. Thoughts? I like it. Well, the, the number feels so big. I, it is I, but, a big number. Uh, well, I, I say it because it remind it reminds me of what you just said a minute ago of Alabama's the only team that could beat Georgia. I disagree. I think Oregon is actually a phenomenal team across the board. And I do think, listen, I think sometimes stuff is overblown, but I think Dan Lanning coming from that Kirby Smart, Nick Saban coaching tree, I think he knows how to build a national champion from the inside out. Uh, they're physical. They're big across the board. Uh, and I think, you know, as far as that game is concerned, without getting too far into, you know, speculating down the road about potential matchups wherever, uh, I do think Oregon should be the comfortable favorite. You know, they played in Washington. Oregon actually outgained them by close to 100 yards. And if you don't remember how it went down, um, obviously there was a, a late fourth down call that basically um, – that basically uh, would have sealed, like it would have sealed the victory um, if if they had gone. They went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. Uh, I, it was the right call. I remember talking about it with you at the time, or talking on my show or whatever at the time. They didn't get it. Washington ends up scoring and winning the game. But you know, Washington wins by three at home uh, in a game where Oregon had over 100 plus yards. So I do think Oregon wins. Um, I don't know if that necessarily helps Alabama one way or the other. I do think Washington winning hurts Alabama. Um, you know, and, and that, you know, could impact Alabama on Saturday into Sunday. 
But I do think Oregon is probably going to win. I, I actually feel pretty confident Oregon's going to win the game, but the nine points does feel like an awful lot. All right, so Oregon wins. Texas, Oklahoma State, who do you have in that, that big 12 championship game? You know, I keep waiting for Texas to lose, and it just it hasn't happened yet. So I, I do like Texas there. Um, I, I do think Florida State is going to get tripped up. Though. Let me ask you this. as in, like, Take out the, the Alabama bias, okay? What do you make of the Florida State situation? Because I, I, I'll you, say you, this. You, you want to know the truth? You, you want me to tell you tell the me, truth? Tell me, please. Boo Corgan yeah. is an ACC athletic director. They're desperate for money. They're, they're desperate uh, for money, right? When you look at Florida State, and, and I think all of these guys, the, the pretending to be the unbiased bullcrap, when we're going to set sure. our hat down on this Mickey Mouse approach, I can't stand it because it, it makes me question them anymore. When, when you take photos of this hat tree and you go, oh, look, it, it's, it's baloney. Torres, you're biased towards Fox Sports. I'm biased towards Tide 100.9. That's who I get my paycheck from. So I'm not blaming Boo Corrigan, okay? I'm, I'm not doing that. But but it's there's a bias. There's money that would go into his school if Florida State's in that ACC. Fair enough? Fair. No, that, that is fair. Um, that is fair. Um, and, you know, I guess what I would say to that is, I guess just from my point of view, I am pretty torn on – like, I think if you win all 13 games on your schedule in a Power 5 league, you tried to challenge yourself with a game against LSU. LSU wasn't quite as good as we expected, but LSU's still a 9-3 team. I don't think you should be punished for it. But I also, like, I, I do think it's very hard to make any sort of argument that they're one of the four best teams in college football. I mean, they really struggled in the swamp last week in a place that Arkansas won this year, uh, in a place that... Uh, you know, whatever that, whatever you get the point. A five and seven Florida team. So I'm just really torn because I do think the wins on the field and and the record and the, and you know a four month body of work has to matter. But in this last year of a 14 playoff, like I, I do still think being 13 and 0 should mean something. So I I don't know what I would do with them. And I I think it's interesting they're kind of the last game, and so it is like you know even if they win, if it's 13 to 10. And Texas wins forty-four to seven, and Alabama wins thirty-one to thirteen. Like, I do think it is going to be an impact on 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 the conversation. But I think that's a great point by you, Ryan. I also just think, um, I also just, I, I also just, I, I don't know. I'm just so torn on what we should even do with them to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean because I that, that's not the same football team. And if that committee can't see that. Week number 11, 12, 13, once he went down, if they can't see that, then... Well, they do, but well, I mean, but, but it's, it's it a factor. In, admit it then. Then, then admit it and, and go out and say, okay, well, listen, Florida State, I know it's a tough break, but injuries are part of the game. A injuries are part of the game. Um, if, if Nick Saban lost Jalen Milrow, Alabama wouldn't... I mean, who knows where they would be? Um, it's just, it's part of it. Um and I think you could probably say the same thing about a lot of these teams. Uh, I mean, if Michael Penix is not a part of Washington, who are they? If Bo Nix is not part of Oregon, who are they? So, it it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, anyway, Torres. It, it, hey, well, next time we talk, we'll have it all worked out, right, Torres? We'll know, right? We will. You going to the game tonight? We uh, I know we got beat last yeah. night. You know that? 
Man. You did, yeah. It was like Santa Clara all over again. That's where you were going till I cut you off. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, at 11:30, at 11:30 last night, uh, I was watching this Zoom call and uh, we had the press conference following the game. And uh, Nate was uh, pretty ticked. He, you could tell he he didn't like the way his team played defense, and uh, rightfully so. But really, anyway, Torres, I got to get out of here, man. Enjoy. I know you got all the big. Arkansas, you, you got the big timers coming up at the top of the hour. Josh Pate's a great guest. I hope everybody enjoys him, but I always enjoy coming on with you. And hopefully we're breaking down a college football semifinal next week, Ryan, okay? And, hey, just remember now, David Pollock looked Nick Saban in the face and said Georgia is the standard in your state last year, right, out there. Just remember that. David Pollock looked straight at Nick Saban. Nobody's talked it, about that. How do we get to 20? I, I'm feeling – I'm making a prediction – Alabama 24, Georgia 22. 22 feels like a weird number, but that's the that's the vision that I have in my head. I'm picking Alabama to win, baby. It might be because Justice Haynes runs crazy, and he wears 22, and he's a George there product. You so you're, you're tying it all together. Yeah, Torres, you're all over. That's what I just did. Fox Sports National Analyst Aaron Torres, always appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great day, Ryan. Thank you. Roll Tide. Aaron Torres podcast. Aaron Torres podcast at Aaron underscore Torres. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Chicken Salad Chick is your go-to. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also, find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find him at Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Week 13 of the NFL starts in Dallas tomorrow with the Cowboys home to the Seahawks. Micah Parsons was on the injury report with an illness, but he's good to go for tomorrow night. As for Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III, he's listed as doubtful because of an oblique injury. Quarterback Joe Flacco is taking first-team reps in practice in Cleveland as right now Dorian Thompson-Robinson is in concussion protocol. If DTR can't go on Sunday, Flacco then would get the start against the Rams. The Jets open the 21-day practice window for quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who was limited in practice today. Well, the Houston Texans have lost offensive lineman Titus Howard for the season following knee surgery. 
The Newport Beach, California Police Department released a statement today saying they continue to investigate an alleged relationship between Thunder forward Josh Giddy and a minor. The 2034 Winter Olympics will likely be held in Salt Lake City, Utah, as they were tabbed as a preferred host by the IOC. Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. You can find him on CBS Sports HQ, 247 Sports. You can find him on the Twitter account, straight up at Lake Kick Josh. Josh Payne, how the heck are you? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. I'm good, my friend. I'm gearing up. We got a big weekend coming up. I hope you're ready. We do, we do. And, you know, my big debate here, it's not about Alabama beating Georgia. Do I leave Thursday after the show or do I wake up early Friday morning and go? I mean, I, that's my debate. I mean, Josh, that's what I brought you on. Not to talk about the College Football Selection Committee or the rankings or Alabama, Georgia, or Oregon, and Washington. I just simply wanted to ask, should I leave Thursday night or Friday morning? Uh, well, I would always leave Thursday night. I'm a night driver. Me and too. Me what too. I'm doing Thir- <laughs> I am um, I, Thursday night. So I got a show Thursday night. And then I will hop a plane, fly to Las Vegas, watch the Pac-12 championship game from field level Friday, and then hop another plane to Atlanta and do the same thing Saturday for the SEC title game. How so did that's you travel, get so baby. lucky to be in this job? I know the answer. Hard work, my friend. Hard work. I got you. Well, that's that's what the soft that, that's what the soft cover copy of my book will say. That's for sure. Absolutely, uh, uh, Josh. Let, let's get your thoughts on a couple of different things. We'll certainly move to Alabama, Georgia, but uh, the latest college football playoff ranking was released last night. Uh, give me your analysis. Well, I'm look. I don't really dive deep into the playoff stuff because I always tell myself it'll sort itself out, and this is the one year it really hasn't as of yet. And so I don't, I don't usually know what the resumes say. I just stay busy watching the game. So I had not really dug into the resumes of these teams too awful deep until two days ago. And I looked at Oregon, and I looked at Bama and Texas, and for the life of me, I have no clue why Oregon is ranked ahead of them. Now, mind you, in a power rating world, I got Oregon way up there. I got them number two in the country. So I got all the respect in the world for the quality of team they are. But by the committee's own metrics, I have no clue how they're above Texas or Bama. And having said that, I have no clue if we do have a head-to-head Bama-Oregon-type hypothetical debate Sunday, I have no clue how you leave Bama out and put Oregon in. Now, some other things could happen. Washington could win the Pac-12 and render all this moot. Georgia could beat Alabama and render this moot. But everybody's been so caught up on this Bama-Texas head-to-head, and that's not what it is to me. To me... It's if you got one spot left and it's down to Bama, Texas, Oregon, or something like that, or, or Bama, Oregon, I, I don't know how you look Bama in the eye and leave them out. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. Yeah, so am I. When I look at this committee, it's, and I've said it, uh, and I've used my wife as an example. I hope I don't get in the doghouse here, but uh, she doesn't really know football. Okay. I mean, she knows 
Alabama's got a football team, but she she didn't know the eleven on one side, eleven on the other. I mean, she, she's very smart, but not on football. Um, and the committee has got it easy in the last few years. This seems to be the year that it is going to take. Um, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. This one's not going to be automatic. Uh, even last year had some difficulty, but this one just seems like it's lining up. If everything goes chalk, um, we're, we're going to have some issues Sunday morning. A lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, now look, so this leads to the next logical stone in this argument, which is, well, this is why we need an expanded playoff, blah, blah, blah. You know my feelings on expanded playoffs. Well, tell us, so, Josh. We don't know. Well, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world when people are mad at the end of the year. Now, in this case, I need everyone in Tuscaloosa to remove your crimson glasses and just pretend like you're an, an innocent bystander. You're a Rutgers fan or something like that. You're just watching all this play out. For the, for the greater good of the sport, there, there was this misconception that formed during the BCS era that if people are mad, if a fan base or fan bases are mad at the end of the year, that's bad. I didn't agree with that. I just thought that meant we have a few spots. They are extremely valuable. They're extremely hard to get. By the way, that's what it should take to get in the playoff. It should be extremely hard to get in the playoff. And if you didn't make it, tough. Uh, you probably won a conference. You get a good bowl game. Well, then the entire industry upended itself, and we became all about playoff at the expense of everything else. And now we probably come to a situation where – we expand this thing, and keep in mind, Ryan, even with this being the perfect year, allegedly, for a case study as to why we need 12, what do we got? We, we got probably five, maybe six, quote-unquote, deserving teams. We got a 12-team field to fill out. I'm putting Penn State in the playoff. <laughs> like, are we, are we serious? Dude, I'm putting Tulane, who lost the game, by the way. I'm putting Tulane in a playoff line just because we have to. Like, I, even this year, I'm, I'm still not interested in it. And I know someone may get screwed out of this thing, but at the end of the day, it's not. I just don't stay up, you know, losing sleep at night over people complaining because we had one too few spots. I will hate it if we got about four or five too many spots. So, Josh, when, when I take a look at this Alabama-Georgia game, because none of that really matters from a Bama perspective if they don't beat Georgia. When you're looking at this game, uh, I made the comment earlier to Josh uh, from College Football Nerds that we feature every week here on our program as a great guest. I know you have a relationship with Josh as well. When you look at College Football Nerds, I think Georgia, Alabama's the only team that can take down Georgia. I don't see anybody else competing with Georgia. I, I think Georgia's up here. I think Alabama's the only team. Do you disagree? No. Uh, you are watching, I think you're watching the national title game this Saturday. I've seen all these teams in person. Some of them I've seen twice. Uh, some of them I've seen three times. I've seen Michigan twice. I will have seen Oregon twice by this Friday. Um, not that not that my opinion's the end-all, be-all. I'm just telling you what I think. I think that when you take either a Bama or a Georgia, if they get in and then you give them two to three weeks to get healthy, I would favor them over anyone I've seen this year on neutral fields or I don't care, play them in their home venue. Um, I also think that a lot of other people are aware of that, although they'd never admit it. Um, the biggest thing I'm focused on, and it's interesting you mentioned CFB nerds, because I've, I've talked to both of those guys about this this week. The biggest thing I'm focused on, and it terrifies me for Bama, is if they're banged up up front defensively and Georgia can sustain drives on them, that's a big problem. But on the other side, and this is probably what I've keyed on most with Bama, they have distributed the ball very well. They have involved 8 to 12 pass catchers over the past month. It's not just a one-man show with Burton anymore. 
And the other thing is, I don't think Georgia's equipped at all at edge rusher to take advantage of maybe the vulnerability and pass pro a guy like Proctor has shown at times this year. And if you can't do that, if you can't take advantage of Bama and you can't put pressure on Milrow, you're going to have to score because you're not going to shut Bama down. And Georgia's mid-60s in red zone touchdown percentage allowed defensively. So you get down there, you can punch it in on them. Um, I lean Bama slightly to win the game, right? And so I, I think if that happens, you got a big story for obvious reasons just amongst those two teams. But then the other question is going to be, is Bama in? And the third question is, is are, are they in at the expense of Georgia? Or does the committee look and say, we're not dropping Georgia from number one to out because they lost maybe, let's say, a close game to Alabama? That's just, to me, man, that's fascinating. Because you talk about going from somebody thinking we got no SEC teams in to the committee all of a sudden says, you know, you got one in, maybe two in. Which is more likely, the SEC getting left out or having two teams there, in your opinion? Uh, the SEC getting two in. I don't think they're leaving the SEC. I keep saying that. And, I look, I know, I know people are drawing up their hypotheticals right now, but you know as well as I do, man, you can do all that you want to. You can fill talk radio hours, and you can sketch it on the back of a pizza box all you want to. There is something about watching football games actually get played in front of your eyeballs. And if, for example... Alabama were to go to Atlanta and beat a team that hadn't been beat in who knows how long and do it in their backyard, they are not looking them in the eye and saying, sorry, you're not good enough. They're not doing it. They're putting Alabama in. And I don't know who it would be the expense of. Uh, my bigger question is, are they putting Georgia in as well if that happens? My question is not, is Bama in? I would be uh, moderately to severely shocked if they left Bama out in that scenario. Let's go to Louisville, Florida State. Um, who do you like in this game? I like Louisville to win it. I think it's a bad matchup for Florida State. Florida State, with the loss of Travis, has to be a run-first team. And Benson came through for him last week against Florida. I had a—I don't think he topped 100 on the ground, but he had three rushing touchdowns, and that was enough to win it. They are facing a top-15 rush defense this week. And I don't, I don't know that people realize this, Ryan, but Louisville not only defends the run well, this is the best offense statistically that FSU has faced since they played Louisville or since they played LSU in week one. They've gone the whole season and hadn't faced another team uh, that even comes close to LSU as as statistically as Louisville does. Now, they, they don't match LSU, but it's a plenty good enough team. They lost to Kentucky last week, not because Kentucky's better than them. They lost because there were minus three turnovers and had another turnover on downs. So I think it's a great bounce-back spot. I would say that in October, but it just so happens to be conference title weekend. I think they'll beat Florida State. Josh Pate, give me your thoughts on the game that you'll watch Friday night out in Las Vegas, and then we'll let you get out of here, man. I I do believe Oregon's the better team. I, I went to Seattle and watched them play the first time, and Washington won the game. I didn't think the better team won the game that day. Uh, that's football. That's the way it happens sometimes. We're fortunate we get to see the rematch. I think that for, the, for all the talk about Dan Lanning and his play calling on fourth down, Brother, if you get it done on third down, you don't have to worry about fourth down. And Oregon is number three in the country on third down conversion, and Washington's defense is in the 80s. I think that is the key stat here, and I think Oregon will end up winning that game. And uh, like I said, with Bama and Georgia, then we'll find out what the committee thinks. Josh, people are asking me to ask you about what David Pollack said about Nick Saban. Um, did you have some comments about that, or, or maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm getting a lot of text messages. Ask Josh Pate about what he David Pollock said about Alabama or Nick Saban. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't, okay. I didn't okay. think much of it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I didn't think much of it. 
I leave it at that. Josh Pate, I'll see you in Atlanta. Uh, let me know and I'll buy you a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'll see you Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, and I'll see you inside the stadium. Uh, I always appreciate you making time for us, and, and no doubt uh, two times today here on Tide 100.9. I appreciate you, Josh. Appreciate it, Ryan. Josh Pate, late kick Josh, late kick Josh. You'll find him on CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. We'll continue Dreamland Score Prediction Day. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Tuscaloosa City School System, the only system in the entire nation to be awarded the Benjamin B. Trigo Award for student postgraduate readiness. Tuscaloosa County leaders are in Auburn this morning with county officials from across the state attending the two-day annual Association of County Commissions Legislative Conference. Mental health will be a key issue on their agenda. And preparations continue at the University of Alabama's Moody Music Building for the fourth Republican presidential debate. It'll be held a week from tonight on campus. Some roads around the facility will be closed next week. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa. Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today, it's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. We do have a disabled vehicle, though, on 2059 eastbound at the ramp to exit 89 at Dombler Benz Boulevard in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else moving along pretty well. We do see traffic backing up on 69 northbound at Union Chapel and Lurleen a bit slow through Northport from the river up to McFarland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. When you switch. Often, if you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood on trays, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Alabama Credit Union, feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com, the mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times, you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money, whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, 
alabamacu.com. Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. You know, I need some help. I need some help from you, if you're okay. I, I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to answer this question, okay? As we welcome you back into the game, we're going to take phone calls here, and we'll take uh, Ron and Marilyn first up, Tommy and Romulus second up. Actually, excuse me, it's Tommy and Romulus, then Ron and Marilyn, and then David and Jumbo. I took 12 grad-level statistic classes at the University of Alabama, grad-level, grad-level. Sure. Okay, but I don't feel like I'm qualified to answer this question okay i mean we could talk about regression models or we could talk about prediction analysis uh, analysis of covariance uh, ANCOVA, uh, analysis of variance and ANOVA. uh we could do that we could yeah. talk about spss we can talk about sas but I, this one i'm struggling with and I, I need some help here yeah is six bigger than two um yes yes it is is seven bigger than two yes okay are you sure let, yes, let me call yes, Dr. Yes. Le- no, Dr. No. Leeper is a statistician no, sure, at the I'm University sure. of Alabama. I'm taking uh, biostats one and two with him. Let, let me double check because I, I, I don't I don't really know. I, I, I want to double check. Is is seven bigger than than two? Yeah, definitely. Are you sure? It's a hundred percent bigger than two. Seven okay. is like three twos. Uh, okay. All right. Pl- play this audio. This is David Pollack uh, making a comment, and I just I want to. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll get that in here in just two seconds. Uh, no, <laughs> hey, that music, I like that music right there too. But uh, I sent you a link on the uh, on the Twitter account. So here we go. This is David Pollack, and he said this earlier today with T. Bob Abair and Aaron Murray. Here's what I can say, clear cut about this game when I start to give an advantage. The better coach is clearly Kirby Smart. Clearly, now I have enough evidence. They're not going to get penalties. They're not going to turn the football over. They're not going to beat themselves. What have we seen from Nick Saban in Alabama the past several years? Mm -hmm. That discipline that we once saw that was elite of elite has eroded. Penalties up. Turnovers have been more consistent. Like, the one thing I do know, and I know nobody wants to hear that, and I'm sure everybody's going to be like, oh, you went to Georgia. No, Kirby's the better coach right now. (laughs) Oh, my heavens. I mean, okay. Um, maybe I could ask Tommy and Rami. Does Tommy is seven is seven bigger? Tall fucking penalty. I couldn't hear there, uh, Tommy. But uh, maybe uh, Tommy, let's try this again. Tommy, good afternoon. Yeah, You're yeah. Oh, I thought Ron was up in front of me. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, who cares about what Pilot said? I mean, really, they got rid of him. He's a Georgia guy. But you know what kicks me the worst? That some of our own people don't take up for us. And the SEC. Y'all listen to the Big Ten Network. Oh, my God, they're pushing Michigan. They're pushing Ohio State. Well, you know, if Alabama beats Georgia, we might not get no teams in. I'm like, no. We have no backbone on our networks that, that show the SEC network. That is a joke. I have listened to them off and on for three days. They are a disgrace. Get rid of the feet. Don't have nothing. 
I have never heard a bunch of wussies in my life talking about, well, you know, we know what they want, the commission, that committee won't. You mean tell you what they want? I'm going to tell you, Ron okay. Powell. Listen good. Write it down. They won't mix it. They won't Ohio State. They won't the Big Ten. They won't Washington. Guess what? Washington is going to join the Big Ten nation. So is Oregon. They won't. Oh, how does it look that the Big 12 will go out with a bank, but they join the elite conference all this? You think Alabama and Texas got a prayer? Uh-uh. You know why Texas don't have a prayer? Because they're going to join the SEC next year. They are being punished, too. So it's all mine. Well, we're we're about to see how tough Greg Sankey really is. Okay, he oh no, he's not tough. He, but he we, has a proven. But we think that he's got power, right? He's got influence. Does he? No. He's just a bureaucrat. He's drawn a big salary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hear him about the Big Ten? Oh my lord! Mixing stuff signs. Alabama had to forfeit games that had players couldn't play in 2007 because, ooh, they gave them buddies books. They lied to them. Oh, I lost my book. I need a new one. But funny, end of the season of the semester, everybody passed, and all the books got returned. Isn't that what college is supposed to be about? Education. But we know in school have to have the forfeit game. Nebraska talked in this like two or three times. Never forfeited game. Never had a player suspended or held out. That is the bias. And some of your callers, they call me out, call me family. You can't see that bias. I'm going to use a word for you. You're flat out stupid. I'm sorry to put it right away. Or you're blind. You ought to be legally blind so you can't drive on the highway because you're stupid and blind. You have no business doing nothing. And you can't see this. What else would you like to ask me, Ron? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I think we've covered it right there. Um, well. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, no, Alabama, the twins have been raised. And this is from this and that. Well, if Alabama wins and they don't get in, well, have this season been a failure? No, because we won the West. We, we won our state and, title. And, and really, this is the arrogance that these Georgia fans, listen, you've doubled your national title record in the last two years. You've doubled it. You've doubled your national title in, in the last two years. Okay. You're, you're not, you're a temporary powerhouse. We'll see if it continues. Five years down the road, if we're still counting championships, then maybe you have become that king. It's never been done in college football. But, David, I understand you didn't win a national title at UGA. You were a three-time All-American, and I like you. I really do. I like your faith. I like your uh, standpoint. But I think when you when you back up a little bit, this arrogance needs to be put in check. And I think Nick Saban's the man to do it. It's not arrogant, Ron. It's pure hate toward the University of Alabama. You saw it Saturday. We made jokes about the crying co and when Bond or Law went off the field on the team, they got flipped off. And, you know, there's nothing new. We get that in Tennessee. And I know Alabama fans probably have done it to the Viz other team, too. I'm not giving Alabama thing, But I've been spit on the knot, so I have been dog-cussed every time. I even got 
just on the beach how much one time. You know, I'm a Texas a fan. I just hate y'all freaking gut. And he didn't use the word freaking, okay? And I'm like, hey, man, this is June. I'm here on the beach. You know, I'm relaxing. I want to break from this crowd, but no. No, you wear Alabama T-shirt, anything on it from basketball, softball, football, you get you get glares. You get just no empathy. You just get hate. That's all I can tell you. And you know what? It's kind of getting old. And you know what? If Grand Sankey can't stand up for Alabama the coffee, them and the other now 15 other teams can go to hell, in my opinion. All right, Tommy, give me, give me your prediction. Alabama 32, Georgia 29. Total Bama offensive yards. 356. Got it. Thank you, Tommy. Roll Tide, man. Roll Tide. Have a good one, my friend. No, I mean, I look back at David Pollock, the way that he did at the Rolls Bowl, when he looked at Nick Saban, and, and probably one of the most disrespectful things, you, you think the way that he said it. And you remember Nick Saban rolling those eyes? No, I like Alabama in this game. I liked him before this. But the more I hear this, Nick Saban is the ultimate competitor. He, If you think he's just going to roll over and play dead, no. And it wouldn't shock me if they didn't spend a little time preparing for Georgia last week. That's never going to be Nick Saban. He would never admit to it in a million years. But the more I hear this buzz coming out of Georgia, if they win, it's our fault. We have to take responsibility of that. Ron, Maryland. Ron, good afternoon. You're in the game. Roll Tide, Ryan. Roll Tide. Hey, look. Um, you know how in the Star Wars movies they said uh, the force is strong with somebody? Okay. Well, the the Bama fatigue is strong with this committee. Um, when you went down the list of names on the committee today, other than Boo, because he's on TV once a week now, I'd never heard of any of them. And um, they just don't want Alabama in there. They want new, fresh faces. They want to let teams into the playoffs that have never experienced that before. And, um, you know, they're talking about Bo Nix and how he's playing. Well, when he was in the SEC, we called him Bo Picks. Um, he had to go out west to get away from SEC defenses. Um, and Michigan, well, Actually, Josh Pate, I heard one of his shows earlier this morning, and he said that he thought Michigan would be a tougher matchup for Georgia than Alabama would be, which he didn't sound like that when he was just on the show a little while ago. But anyway, what is, why are they in love? Why is the committee in love with Michigan? Look, who have they played? Okay, Ohio State. Other than that, Penn State, that's their next best, the next toughest game. They didn't even run the ball. In, I mean, they didn't even throw the ball in the entire second half. They can't do that to Alabama or Georgia defense. And Michigan, when was the last time they won something? Um, last thing I remember about Michigan was last year when they got in the playoffs, they got beat by TCU. And that perennial playoff juggernaut TCU got, got embarrassed worse than any team has ever been embarrassed in a national championship game by Georgia. So... I don't know why all of a sudden Michigan is this superpower. I just don't get it. And for, now, I might not be remembering right, but last time I read the metrics for the playoff committee, probably a couple of years ago, but I swear, I think I remember one of them being that uh, 
if a team had one of their key players injured, such as a quarterback, that they would consider that uh, in the rankings. Well, they certainly aren't considering it with Florida State. And they keep throwing up that, well, Florida State had this great win over LSU. Well, they don't say that Alabama had a great win over LSU. I just, they really just don't want us there. And I was debating uh, this morning with a good friend of mine. We were talking about this, and I said, you know, Alabama brings the eyeballs, but I think leaving the SEC out would almost increase because the SEC has taken the rest of college football. They've dominated it, right? Jack Swarbrick stood oh, up yeah. on a press conference, on a teleconference, and said, we cannot allow college football to become a regional sport. He said that. That was when we were debating whether we were going to eight or twelve or sixteen or forty-five or sixty-two. He said that. He also said that fans don't travel back-to-back weeks, which was one of the stupidest comments I've ever heard in my entire life. Because uh, he was asked about, well, why why not you know allow these games to be on home sites? And he he said, well, you know, fans really don't travel back-to-back games. I'm like, you're an idiot. I mean, you, you're you're an, you're an absolute <laughs> moron. Uh, it, maybe they don't where you're at, but they do in Tuscaloosa. They do in many other parts as well. But as I, as I listen more, think about a non-SEC. As much as we would be mad, it would give the others like a fighting chance, right? It's like taking the bully off the playground and saying, okay, exactly. the, 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 the smaller kids here can win this basketball game. The, other, the bigger guy, and rather than respecting what the SEC's done, it's almost like we've earned the respect, but we're not given the respect. They, they want to give some other teams a participation trophy. And, but really, that matches up with who we are as a society. It's mm-hmm. no longer the smartest. It's no longer it, it's the, the most athletic. It's, no, it's more, and, and that's where we're at. That, that's where we're at in a society. It is participation at its best, right? And this is the participation trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Last place team, you're the first place team. We're not going to keep score. And now these people are now picking college football. And Alabama, you may not be able to get it in the playoff. There there may not be a shoe in. But at least go over and take care of this arrogance that's out of control in Athens, Georgia. One thing else that I wanted to say about Michigan is and, and I, they low I think, down. I think they sure uh, they some cheaters. That's right. <laughs> and your dogs have. <laughs> uh, all right, Ron, give me a score. What do you think? Uh, 41 uh, 24. 41 34. 41 34. Total Bama yards? Uh, 24. 24. Well, oh. let's make it 27. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to start all over. 41 Alabama. 41-27. 41-27. 41-27. Tiebreaker is total Bama offensive yards. Um, 423. Hey, Ron, it's been a few days since we've heard from you. It's good to hear your voice, man. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I, I know. This job I got has been cramping my style. You need to quit. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. There's uh, my Ryan tip of the day. Uh, there we go. Uh, just kidding. We, we we enjoy you when we when you can be a part of our show. Thank you, man. All right, roll tide. We'll come back. We're going to take more phone calls. We're free the rest of the way home. We do not have a Nick Saban post practice press conference. There will be a big press conference tomorrow uh, that will include the commissioner uh, Greg Sankey, Kirby Smart, and Nick Saban. It will air prior to us. 
Uh, I would assume that they would probably carry some of that on Big Noon Sports tomorrow. Uh, three interviews. I know that's kind of a little bit guest heavy, so I don't know. I, I won't let those guys. I'll let those guys make their decisions. But uh, that press conference will be tomorrow as the pregame uh, for the SEC championship game. We'll get your thoughts. Uh, all right, do you feel the same way about David Pollock? Do, do you feel the same way about David Pollock? Mm-hmm. We'll take your calls. 205-342-9904. Noah, do you you do? I mean, you grabbed that mic like oh, everything. Oh, yeah. I, I've... Are you changing your prediction? Oh, no. I'll never change my prediction. And and for those who don't count, uh, Noah likes to pick the opposing team, whether it's Mississippi State or Ole Miss or Vanderbilt. Um, But has it... Has it? I've done it every time, and have we won any time? Yeah, we have. So keep it going. Yeah. It's like me and not going to shave in November. Just not going to do it. I mean, I'm not saying it was this oh November. Goodness. It was a few Novembers ago. Oh my gosh! Get out of we'll here. We'll continue with more of the game. Tied 100.9, 12:30. WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Calling all a TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. The game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencons.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencons.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractor and fabrication, I-beam installation, Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. DanielMoreArt.com. As we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life, it's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Dot com. Just be now. Don Wallace CPA, 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you've got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wattis CPA, 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wattis CPA, the official accountant of the games. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
let's go back to the phone calls here. 205-342-9904. We'll go to Jumbo. Jumbo, good afternoon. I think I skipped over David. I'll get back to David here in a second. Uh, Jumbo, good afternoon. Will, You're in the game. I won't take too long. Say, hey, man, what's up? Um, I know Dawson came on and said what he said, but met a nice fellow today. He was really uh, polite and pretty modest. Uh, I, I felt like he was a good guy. It was, it was good to meet him. Okay, well, roll tight. I'm glad we were able to make a, or you guys were able to make a connection, and uh, uh, no doubt. I mean, I feel like sometimes we're a big old family, and uh, we we don't always agree. We always have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that Robert and that crazy guy from Brookwood that made that prediction yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, he was right. Um, there's some good people on the show that really care about Alabama and they care about each other. And you can tell we all, you know, when it comes down to it, we're all right there doing the same thing for the same team. So uh, it was really nice to meet him. I'm glad I finally got to put a face for the voice. But, but let, let's get into this thing. Everybody's talking uh, about Alabama, if, you know, beat Georgia and they're in. But, uh, you know, in order for that to happen, Washington's going to have to beat Oregon again, and that'll put them in automatically. Now, Florida State loses, Texas loses, and I don't think Iowa's good enough to beat Michigan, but you never know in one of these championship games. Um, I think we could get in. But if that doesn't happen and Alabama does beat Georgia, will Georgia still make it? I don't know. You mean if Alabama wins? Yeah, if Alabama beats Georgia, could they still put – Georgia in. They could. Let's say, they could. I yeah. mean, there's no law preventing them. I mean, you look at an undefeated Georgia team. I think the problem with Georgia is when you back up and look at their strength of schedule, it has improved to where we thought it would be, right? When you think about, you know, UT Martin and Ball State and South Carolina and UAB, stop me when you hear a good team. Auburn, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, they did beat the Missouri Tigers, which is their only, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Kentucky was ranked when they played them 51 to 13. Vanderbilt was not ranked. Florida was not ranked. The Missouri Tigers were ranked. They beat them 30 to 21. Ole Miss 52 to 17. They were ranked. Tennessee was ranked. So that it it has improved. It it would be in the committee. Uh, I think you, they would need a lot of help. I think you would need Oklahoma State to beat Texas. I think you would need Louisville yep. to beat Florida State. Yep. Uh, and you need something close out in the Oregon Washington game. But you know that can happen. It, it can. is possible. Sure, sure. and those but, things um, would help us as well. But I think what a lot of people is looking at, and uh, Kurt Herbstreit was talking about some of this last night when I watched the thing. Um, how can you keep Alabama out if they knock off the number one team in the nation? Now, I've always said, if you win the national championship, you're number one until somebody knocks you off. Alabama knocks them off. How can you keep us out? I mean, I think our schedule is better than Oregon's. I think it's better than Washington's. Um you know, I'd put all this up against anybody right now. And I'd put, uh, you know, of course, Georgia. And I think Tennessee's got a fine team. And Missouri's got a really good team. Um, I think they could go head-to-head with, you know, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Florida State, any of those. Um, how, how could you not put Alabama in by knocking off the number one team in the nation? They say it's the four very best teams. You do that, you're, you're, you're really right there, uh, right, Ryan? In that scenario, yes. I mean, I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm at this point, I'm 50-50. I think Alabama mm-hmm. can win and be in. I think Alabama could win and be left out. 
And I know Dawson gets mad at me when I say that, but if if you can't look at this committee and say, they've still got Alabama at eight. They've been at the same mm-hmm. spot for, I guess, since the other rankings. So yeah. Alabama hasn't done anything to – when they beat LSU and did move one spot, I, I went, whoa, whoa. That grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really feel and I really do believe that we could knock off Georgia Saturday. Georgia is their defense is not as good as it was two years ago, but of course we beat them forty-one to twenty-four, and uh, really the the championship game was that interception at the end of you know the end he run back for a touchdown. Uh, he doesn't get that; it's a little bit closer. Um, Georgia is hating right now because they're having to play us, and they know we're hungry. They know we're, we're we're mad about what you know what happened a couple of years ago, and and David uh, Pollock running his mouth. Only thing he's doing is adding fuel to the fire. So, but I mean, he we did, come he out did last year. He did last year. He looked straight yeah. at Nick Saban and said, "Georgia has taken over the rest of college football." Yes, he did. But you and I know, and so does everybody else. TCU should have never been in that in in the playoffs last year, and that's just. The way it is, and Georgia proved that they got lucky against Michigan. But you know, this year TCU wouldn't have a chance against Michigan. But I just, uh, I find this thing interesting, and and I just the way we played, the way we finished, which we're not finished yet, has has really put us up there in the top four teams in the country. And, and I truly believe that. And last night, you know, when I got off the show, I was like, man, I'm ready for this ball game. So, but you know, Saturday's going to be a good day. Alabama's going to win, and then we're going to have to wait till Sunday. And but then at seven o'clock that night, the greatest rock group in the country takes the stage for the last time in Madison Square Garden, and I'm watching it on pay per view. Right, roll Tide. <laughs> All right, Jumbo. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right, Roll Tide. Y'all have a good night. God bless you. You, you do as well. Let's go to to David. Uh, David, good afternoon. You're in the game. I'm sorry. No, I just ran right through that, didn't I? David, good afternoon. Hey, Ryan, how's everything going, my friend? I'm good. Quick, Dave, what you thinking? Well, I tell you what, I do agree with Dawson. I do agree with Gumbo. And, my gosh, who was that uh, guy from California? Uh, I don't know. He said in the end that he thought he'd be a close one and Alabama would win. Am I correct on that? Aaron Torres? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I think they... Um, you know, it doesn't matter what I think here. Here's my scenario. Now, just think about what I'm going to say here. I'm crazy anyway. What if the committee can tap in Alexa, enable Tide 100.9, and hear everything we say? Because you are very powerful in the state of Alabama. I won't mention PL, Paul, any way you want to do it, Paul Feinbaum. Y'all powerful. And, you know, there's a lot of people that come on the talk show. And, you know, they, I don't know what, you you like statistics like I do. I really do. I love statistics. And I love micro and macroeconomics. It's not about me. But what would be the statistics of how many people are just talking like Alabama does not have a snowball's change? And they just, they just listening to it and say, hey, we got them right where we want them. They don't even believe it themselves other than a few of us out here. I mean, there's more than a few, but, you know, 
What would be the percentage uh, statistics of the listening crowd on your show that just does not think Alabama stands the okay? What would be the percentage? Yeah, just just a rough ballpark figure. Now Dawson, when he comes on, he's just on well, just, just like this. Yeah, Jumbo's I on mean, like this. I, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to do really a lot of thinking. Um, I mean, I yeah, would say well, I probably single digits. Okay. You're talking about All a percentile, right, what, right? Yeah, but what if they are listening and they saying, "Well, wait a minute," you know, they don't even believe in it themselves, and all of a sudden, you know, they just—it's political, right? It's political. absolutely it is. No, I totally. Um, and you know. It doesn't do any good, and I'll go back to the same thing I said several weeks ago. Now, Archie Manning was smart when he bowed out and said he did not want to have nothing to do with it, and he didn't say anything else. You say SEC, yeah, that's probably true, but, you know, he knew something was wrong several years ago when he was selected to the committee, and he bowed out. He didn't He didn't even – I don't even think he even – done one one thing i don't know if he did or not maybe i'm crazy i i think he bowed out before the thing even started am i correct on that he did okay all right i ain't making sense let me just give you a score and you know that old quick day be another nut you know today uh, <laughs> no, 31. i i didn't say that you said that all right no, I'm, I'm saying it. It, it it don't even make sense. Wait, no, I'm, I mean, well, no, to... but it, but none of this. I mean, quick, David, it has nothing to do with you. It this stuff. I mean, is you're 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 painting this hypothesis. None of it does. I mean, I can't explain no. why Alabama stayed at eight after beating LSU. I can't. I mean, this stuff doesn't make sense. I mean, as you said, Archie Manning bailed out before he ever got there. I mean, this whole entire committee. But you have to understand why was the committee designed? It was designed to create bias. That's yeah, what it, yeah, that was no doubt that, about it. So, all right, here we go. All right, 31 Bama, 27 Georgia, and it's going to be a total of 412 total Russian Tyson yardage. Roll tight. Roll tight. Quick Dave helping us out. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon wrap, meatloaf, the fish and taters. All the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor, 205-248-7500, catering from a small party to a large corporate event, Southern Owl House, 1530, McFarland Boulevard. This is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today, 57. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 32. Tomorrow, partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the afternoon high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Into the game here in Tuscaloosa Tide at 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We have one hour left in a Dreamland score prediction day. We'll take your phone calls. We will go, uh, let me see who first up. Dale first up, Ram and McCullough second up, Mitchell, Cole, Bama Nick, and many others right here on the game. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. I do tell you that it's Southern Alhouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Uh, dinner tonight, prime rib, smoked pork chop, Cajun shrimp Alfredo, vegetable today, black eyed peas. Uh, when you think about it, and I, I just missed up. I, I literally I read Thursday's menu. Tonight's uh, menu is Baja fish tacos, prime rib, smoked pork chop, vegetable today's fried okra. And lunch tomorrow, hot-style chicken tacos, beef brisket, po' boy. Man, that sounds good. Uh, ham and white bean soup, and the vegetable today is black-eyed peas. Tomorrow evening, it will be prime rib, smoked pork chop, Cajun shrimp alfredo. It's all that southern cuisine. Eat southern, be southern, southern alhouse. We'll come back. We'll take phone calls next. Final hour belongs to you. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom Gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today, it's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on Veterans Memorial Parkway northbound at 13th Avenue East. This is at the entrance to Home Depot and Target. We got another one on 15th Street before Dr. Edward Hiller Drive. This is northbound. You can expect delays in both cases. Otherwise, pretty heavy traffic around town, especially Lurleen and McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Joe Flacco is a new member of the Cleveland Browns, but Flacco could end up starting their matchup against the Rams on Sunday as Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Flacco took first-team reps in practice today. They are staying out west, practicing at UCLA in preparation for that showdown with the Rams. The Jets have the Falcons on Sunday. It's not likely that Aaron Rodgers will play in the game, but Rodgers did have the 21-day practice window open for him today. He was limited in practice trying to return from that Achilles tear. Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi taking a majority of the first team reps in practice today according to reports out of New England. While Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III is doubtful to play tomorrow against the Cowboys because of his oblique injury. In college football, South Carolina QB Spencer Rattler is going to enter the NFL draft while Duke quarterback Riley Leonard is entering the transfer portal and multiple reports say he's likely headed to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Are you- 
Rolling down a backwoods Tennessee byway One arm on the wheel Holding my lover with the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle On a Tennessee Saturday night Couldn't feel better I'm together With my Dixieland delight Spend my dollar titles 29 sec titles 145 first team all-american 76 postseason appearances 45 postseason victories four heisman winners and the greatest college football coach to ever walk the sidelines regardless of what david pollack says we've played the audio a couple of minutes ago we've reacted to it three-time all-american at uga he's got some uh, uh some comments uh we hope that he'll be eating some crow saturday evening over in Atlanta as we get ready for the sec championship game we will be broadcasting live there at sec fanfare on friday afternoon as we'll get you ready for alabama and georgia i like what josh pate said a couple of minutes ago uh that this is a de facto national title this is a national title game when you look at alabama and georgia uh it it looks that way and i think you could say the same thing about alabama if alabama gets there uh and they get in this playoff i look and i go alabama michigan I don't think I don't think Michigan could beat Alabama unless there was a significant injury somewhere that we just don't know anything about. Uh, Alabama, Washington. No, I'd love to play them. I'd, I'd give anything. Physically, it'd be the same thing that happened over in 2016 over to Atlanta. Washington, no, no. I, I love Michael Penix. I love that ball that comes out of that left-handed arm. Um, and he's a debate that in my mind, I'm looking at a Heisman Trophy ballot that I've got to fill out by next Monday at 4 o'clock. And Michael Penix is a guy that, to me, he was a finalist on my ballot last year when you look at Michael Penning. So I, I, but I'd love to see him play against a real SEC-quality defense, whether it be Georgia or Alabama. That's why I'd love to see us vote for Heisman after the season, not in November, not after the SEC title game or the title games around the conferences, but after a full season, right? The best against the best. That's what I want to see. Uh, Florida State, Florida State, um, Alabama, Florida State. Ooh, come on. Come on, man. That would get ugly quickly. Alabama, Oregon. Okay, you, you could make a case for a game. I'd like to see Alabama, Texas. I know Texas came to Tuscaloosa. They beat Alabama. Alabama's not the same team that they were the second week of the season. So when you look at the University of Alabama, uh, we've played the audio. Noah, if you'll do me a favor, fire up that David Pollock audio that I sent uh, a couple of uh, minutes ago and uh, that the one that we played just a couple of minutes ago. I think it's worth going back and playing because David Pollock had some rough things to say for Nick Saban. I hope uh, somehow this makes it back into football buildings because this is the second time in a calendar year uh, that David Pollock has said some disrespectful disrespectful things to Nick Saban. I like David Pollock. I like his faith. I love his foundation. I love that um, things that he does for charity work. 
but I think he's wrong in this area. We can disagree. I don't have to hate him. I don't have to dislike him. Uh, it just when I when I think about these comments, it kind of it sets with me the wrong way, and it makes me feel even more confident that those players in that locker room are going to go over to Georgia and they're going to play their best football game, not for motivation for Nick Saban, but for motivation them. Because if you were talking about my coach that way, I'd lay it all out on the line. And these guys are much tougher than I ever even dreamed about being. So I expect that they will go to line and they'll play their best football game. Because when you think about this, there's a lot on this. To block a team from winning three in a row, that's a big thing. But it, it, listen, they win three in a row, then we can start having this debate. Noah, jump in here. I know you got something to uh, say. You want the clip we played earlier? We do. Let's okay. go back. Uh, this is David Pollock, and he said this a couple of hours ago on another radio show. I can say clear cut about this game when I start to give an advantage. The better coach is clearly Kirby Smart. Clearly. Now I have enough evidence. They're not going to get penalties. They're not going to turn the football over. They're not going to beat themselves. What have we seen from Nick Saban in Alabama the past several years? That discipline that we once saw that was elite of elite has eroded. Penalties up. Turnovers have been more consistent. Like, the one thing I do know, and I know nobody wants to hear that, and I'm sure everybody's going to be like, oh, you went to Georgia. No, Kirby's the better coach right now. Okay, okay. All right, just just making sure. We'll, we'll play that a million times between now and Friday, and uh, we'll, we'll energize the crowd, and uh, it, it energized me. So when you listen to it, uh, Nick Saban, to me, is the greatest of ever walked the sidelines. I don't think there's any debate there. You guys know how I feel. I look at Coach Paul Bear Bryant. I respect the heck out of it. Look at the 25 years. You think about six national titles, the SEC titles. You, you think about what Coach Bryant was able to do. I think what Nick Saban has done in 17 years, and to me, this is his best coaching job. I think there's still gas left in the tank. We'll take your phone calls coming up here in just a couple of seconds, and we go right back to those, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. Ram McCullough. Ram, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan, that Pollock uh, soundbite, I hope the players hear that. Well, I would hope that they would want to defend their football coach, right? I Exactly. Poor old Nick Saban. Can't coach a lick, man. He can't coach a lick. What a a bunch of baloney. I know. I'm like you. I like David Pollack, but he was way off base on that. Well, and I think David Pollack and I think the dogs have taken advantage of the SEC East. They have. It's it's like taking candy from a baby. Uh, Exactly. And uh, now it has become more balanced or closer to being balanced, but it's still not balanced. There's still a big gap between the SEC East and the SEC West. Oh, yeah. Even Absolutely. some of the down years, there's still that leans this way more than that way. So when you back up and you begin to think about, you know, these these comments that keep getting made and the disrespect, um, I don't know. I, I, I just think that this Alabama team is going to show up to play. I may be wrong, but uh, I wouldn't bet against them. I think uh, Pollock was whistling in the graveyard. Like Coach Stallings used to say, absolutely. All right, Ram. Right. I've got a score, and it's, it sounds close, but we're going to be in control. Uh, 33 to 31. But it's not going to be as close as the score turns out because we're going to dominate in the fourth quarter. Okay. All right, and give me tiebreaker, total Bama offensive yards. Ryan, I'm saying 427. 
427, 33-31, but you say it's not going to be close, so I assume that Georgia will score to make it look a little bit closer late. Is that what we're trying to say? Right, and the time will be out by the time they score the last. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, We're going to win. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, Ryan. Thank you, buddy. Ram McCullough. Let's go Mitchell here in Tuscaloosa. Mitchell, good afternoon. You're in the game. Ryan Fowler, Ryan Fowler. We got us uh, an SEC West champion. We got a state championship, but we ain't done, are we, Ryan? No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we we're not. are not done. And, you know, I've and been told I've been told from time to time that Miss Linda, Nick Saban's secretary, uh, sweet, 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 sweet lady. I mean, absolutely right. uh, brilliant. I've been told that she listens – from time to time when she gets in her vehicle at 5 o'clock um, and leaves the building. Miss Linda, please, just somehow, I don't know how you can do it, but just let Nick Saban hear that audio, please. Just put it, yeah. you know, they do it for the players, right? They put these things on the videos and they do the repeats and uh, Bull, all that. board material, yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. Just somehow, like, you know, leave it on his voicemail somehow, just where he picks it up and hears it. I, somehow. I believe in you guys I mean, in that building. You know, uh, he did it last year in the national championship game. He disrespected the goat. You know, tug tug on 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 Superman's cape and all that. And Nick just kind of rolled his eyes and went on about his way. And now he's done it again. I mean, he said early in the first part of that audio, he said, without question. No doubt, Nick uh, Kirby Smart is a better coach than Nick Saban. And then later on in that piece, at the end, he says, uh, "Kirby Smart at this time is a better is in a better coach." I, I wonder if he knows the record between Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Uh, Mitchell, why don't you tell it to him just in case he does it? Well, I'll tell you, Mister Pollock, it's uh, five for Nick Saban, if I'm not mistaken, and one. From Kirby Smart, you're dead on the money. Or is it four, four and one? So let me just let me make sure I got math correct. Okay, let, let me just look. Let me look. So five is better than one, right? Five is certainly better than one. Is seven bigger than two? Uh, yes. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. I, I, I mean, I just, I just. Man, I, mean, it, I know this, he went to UGA, me. and I got friends of mine that went to UGA. Um, yeah, but, but. Seven is bigger than two in Tuscaloosa. It may not be in Athens, but it is here. And and like uh, my good buddy, your your good buddy Josh from Georgia says, well, in June, every June, Nick Saban gets gets a Father's Day card from Kirby Smart because he's Nick Saban is his daddy and he knows it. <laughs> but I mean, the thing that I sent you about what my Georgia buddy posted on Facebook about. Oh, yeah, Saturday at, at, at 4 o'clock or whatever, it's Nick Saban's retirement party and all of this. And, and, and my buddy, I mean, he's he's a Georgia guy. That's that's fine. But he, he he told me just the other night, well, you know that, uh, yeah, Georgia's my team, but Alabama's my second favorite team. And posting stuff like that on Facebook, I just responded with, you know, th this is news to me, maybe just wishful thinking from the Georgia fans. So, uh, But that, they just, man, they, the arrogance of them, and, and yes, they have dominated for the last two years, and they won back-to-back -back championships. Well, Alabama has won back-to-back. -back. Now, nobody's won back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, but the arrogance and the, the 
pompous that they, the fans are, oh, it's, it's starting to make me sick. It really is. And I don't know if you'll remember, Ryan, two years ago, I picked the Georgia Bull Puppies to beat our Alabama Crimson Tide. And I, I, I ate the crow, and I got chastised, and it was a total domination of, of, the, of the Bull Puppies that day. And my score is close this year, but I ain't, I ain't picking Georgia to beat us. I hope I'm wrong on my prediction. You know, I've already won a score prediction or a, a, an SEC thing one time this, this year, and that, that's all I need. I mean, you know, it's all I can, all I can ask for. So uh, here we go. Here we go. The Crimson Tide, 38. The Georgia Bull Puppies, 34. 38-34 Alabama total offensive yards for the Tide. 469 yards. I got it, Mitchell. Thank you. Roll Tide. Ryan and memo to those same Georgia Bull puppies. This is personal, and look out, Atlanta. The Tide is about to roll in, and yeah, next. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Mitchell helping us out there. Let's go 205-342-9904. Cole. Cole, good afternoon. You're in the game. Uh, let's go 42-14, Bama. 42-14, Alabama. Cole, we how, have many, to. how many offensive we have yards to. for Alabama? 450. If we want to get in the playoff, we have to blow these guys out. Okay. We can't just beat them close. We can't beat them close. Well, 42-14, I wrote it down, and then I now think about it. I'm looking down. I just wrote it down, and I look back. I'm 42-14. That'd do it. Uh, to beat their number one team, 42-14, yeah. yeah. I want to I I shut out, but there's no way. They're going to at least score maybe once or twice. But uh, we need a lot to a little just to be safe on Sunday night. That'll uh, secure it. I'll since, take we, since, it. We didn't, since we didn't blow out Auburn, we got to – Blow out Georgia. Because we should have blown out Auburn, too. They cheated. We should have been up 14 to nothing, and they called that run and play back when we should have scored. We should, we should, we should have been up 14 nothing, 21 nothing easily. All right. Cole, yeah. I got it. 42 14, 450. Right, Thanks, man. Roll tide. Yeah, dude. Roll tide. We'll break here. We'll come back. Bama Nick sets the table next. We'll take your phone calls. Dreamland score prediction day. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. No one was hurt when bullets struck an occupied home in the Northwood Lake neighborhood in Northport Tuesday night. The assistant chief of Northport Police Department said that the shots were fired into an occupied dwelling in the 2600 block of Union Chapel Road near Northwood Lake Park. Local architects were in Northport Tuesday night to present their final version for the new tournament-ready baseball and softball fields at the newly rebranded Northport Shore property. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. 
and severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom Gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on Veterans Memorial Parkway northbound at 13th Avenue East. This is at the entrance to Home Depot and Target. We got another one on 15th Street before Dr. Edward Hiller Drive. This is northbound. You can expect delays in both cases. Otherwise, pretty heavy traffic around town, especially Lurleen and McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Alabama, Georgia. 10-5, touchdown Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Have you ever had your... Nukes Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you can pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese. Catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event, Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nukes on University Boulevard. Over 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue, when you look at the fall floral arrangements. Maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist, 205-345-5093. Anniversary, birthday, get well, love, romance. Make someone smile today. Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets. This is a T-Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. 
Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today, it's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on Veterans Memorial Parkway northbound at 13th Avenue East. This is at the entrance to Home Depot and Target. We got another one on 15th Street before Dr. Edward Hiller Drive. This is northbound. You can expect delays in both cases. Otherwise, pretty heavy traffic around town, especially Lurleen and McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today 57. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 32. Tomorrow, partially sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the afternoon high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. several uh we actually have two lines available 205-342-9904 205-342-9904 if you want to jump into the game we'd love to have you we're doing score prediction day and the final 30 minutes belongs to you uh we're talking about alabama georgia we have had a great uh, guest lineup we had josh pate we also had to uh talk with uh aaron torres we also uh, had a chance to visit uh, with Josh from College Football Nerds, as always, every Wednesday at 2.15. Right now, we go to Bama Nick over in America's Georgia. Bama Nick, how are you? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Bama Nick. No Bama Nick. Okay. Uh, all right. No, I'm not able to hear Bama Nick. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, Bama Nick? Nope. All right. Let's put him back on hold. How about George in Tuscaloosa? George, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, how's it going, Ron? I'm good. I hope you are too, man. I am too. I remember to where before, remember when Kirby Smart was the DC here, he had trouble with, of course, the high moment with Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, and who was the quarterback Utah in the 2009 Sugar Bowl? This from, I'm just saying the point where Kirby Smart has had difficulty with Dual threat quarterback. No, and, and well, think about Nick Saban. I mean, let's not take Nick Saban completely out of it. Um, 
Nick Saban's had trouble with mobile quarterbacks. Yep, but I wanted to do my score prediction. So, and and I did look at the the stat that Josh Pate was talking about. I know Josh from College Football Nerds talked about Georgia as well. And you know, you think about them getting to the quarterback; it's not been one of their strengths. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. And we got to pressure uh, Carson Beck and keep the world famous tight end out of the game. I mean, it might be like 2009, Ryan, where we played Tebo uh, and the Gators. It'll be where Ugga's going to be crying at the end of the game. I guess we'll all find out. We'll all find out. Uh, George, I'm ready for your score. Uh, 45-27 Alabama. 45-27 Alabama. Total offensive yards for Alabama? 500. Okay, 45-27 Alabama. You got 45-27 Alabama, correct? Correct. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. Roll time. Right back to you. Let's go 205-342-9904. Let's go to Ron in Tennessee. Ron, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. How you doing? I'm good. I hope you are too, man. You hear me all right? Uh, yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, a little... little it's a little silent, but I, I got you. Hey, uh, I just woke up, so uh, I'll be in Oklahoma. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, uh, you, uh, you're in Oklahoma, but you just woke up. I'm sorry. I missed all that. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a way in Oklahoma. Uh, just to, uh, I'm still kind of long from Saturday. Ron, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not able to make out what you were saying. Please repeat. Hold on just a second. You hear me now? Much better, much better, much better. I have my headset on. I don't know why it ain't coming through. Well, I could hear you, but it, it wasn't great. It was uh, it was like you're off in a distance in an echo. Okay. But you, you uh, sound perfect now. I'm still trying to get over Saturday, man. I just sat in my living room and just looked at the TV. Like, I couldn't believe what just happened. And then I seen all the bugs crying. That made me feel good. Yeah, they were crying all right. Um, let them cry. I love it. I love it when I see them crying. I don't understand it, but I love it. Well, I don't, I mean, uh, they, they'll I mean, cry even uh, more when they pick up their diploma. <laughs> I actually listened to your uh, Monday show earlier today when I was coming over here. Uh, okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate that. Let me give you a score right quick. I'm going to say 3428 is what I had in mind, Alabama. Thirty-four twenty-eight. We're going total Bama yards. Uh, four thirty. Four thirty. I got it. All right. Safe travels, Ron. All right, man. I appreciate it. I'm gonna try to get in uh, for Friday, but 
I ain't going to promise nothing. Anyway, uh, roll tide, and y'all take care. Okay, thank you, Ron. I appreciate it, man. Let's go uh, right back to the phone calls, and we go to Henry in Texas. Henry, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, good morning or afternoon, Ryan. Um, how's things going in Tuscaloosa? I'm okay. I'm just trying to uh, <laughs> trying to absorb that call. I was trying to figure out what exactly Ron was talking about, but uh, he said he just woke up in Oklahoma City, and uh, I think he, he's a truck driver, so maybe that's what he's talking about. He woke up and he wanted to get a scoring, so I'm very appreciative of that. I, w- I was curious if that was Ron Fuller, the Tennessee stud. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. But uh, is he still alive? That's a good question. Having, uh, it just popped in my mind when you're, I heard You're talking about the it. guy that uh, was the cheating part of the NCAA scandal? Is that what you're referencing? No, 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 no. The wrestler, the old, uh, he was a wrestler for the Gulf, uh, I want to say it was Gulf Coast wrestling, whatever, back in the days, back in the early or late 70s. Okay. Yeah, I was born in '78. So yeah, this is probably. I was gonna say this is probably way before your time. That's okay. All right, Henry. What do you think about this Alabama Georgia game? Well, I'm predicting a victory, okay. and I'm gonna go with uh, a score that's been pretty consistent when we do win, and that's going to be 41 to 24. 41-24. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the tiebreaker is four oh one. Okay, forty one twenty four four oh one. I got it, Henry. Got it. Anything else? Well, I'm gonna, nah, I'm getting ready to head into work. Just wanted to get that score in. Yeah, well, forty one twenty four would be the same score that we had two years ago, and the same one in twenty twenty. Was it really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. So what? And I think David Pollock has has punched the has poked the bear a little bit. I, I will say this: I, I love David Pollock's uh, his faith. I love seeing his tweets that he puts out. They're they're wonderful. But I think he's letting a little bit of his bias creep in on some of what he's what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And and right now, he's his audience is is from a, a, a local standpoint, uh, a lot of dogs, a lot of dogs. And if you can make money off of it, make money off of it. Uh, but I think he's a good analyst, but uh, three-time All-American, there's not many of those out there. No, he probably should have won a national title while he was playing if it wasn't for a stupid call by their coach back in those days. That's been... Georgia's trademark more than it is national titles, though. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Ryan. You have a good rest of the day. I mean, uh, right. thanks. Uh, it was not an outlier. I mean, that's been a boneheaded decision by Georgia for a long, long time. R&R Cigars. R&R Cigars. 2703 6th Street. Go see our friends Reagan and Randy Starner. We'll wrap up the loose ends. Last 20 minutes of the program. Dreamland score prediction day. Tied 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, we welcome you right back into the game here in Tuscaloosa. Let's go to Bama Nick. Bama Nick, how are you? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. 
I'm doing great, Ryan Paula. You're doing good too, I presume. So that's good. We're on we're all on this side of the dirt, so we're all doing pretty good. That's right. That's right. Did, did we cut that's you off right. earlier, or did you cut yourself? No, off? that was my fault, Paula. I I got a problem with my heat down here in this house, and, and I got my AC man was over here and fixing my so I have some damn heat. Well, you, you need to call Adams Heating and Cooling, Richard Adams. No, Adams Heating and Cooling. Oh, no, I got I got my guy that works for the housing authority well i mean i'm just telling you if you call adams heating and cooling i don't know if they make calls in america's georgia they're not coming all the way to georgia fowler you tell them you know ryan fowler i think they would <laughs> no they probably charge me two thousand dollars to make that trip it's already cost me six hundred dollars what all is going on that's a it's a See, I got I got central heat, air, but then I got gas heat in this unit, and the the damn fan uh, it's a cold. I had it wrote down here a while ago, and I can't find it. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, I but that I, ain't no big deal, fella. But anyway, my man's over here. He had to go to Lowe's and get a pipe wrench. I said, Oh Lord, And then my landlord's eating supper. He don't want to be bothered. <laughs> So hold, on, hold on, you got to pay for it, but it's uh, why don't send the landlord? No, my landlord's paying for it, but he's he's eating supper now. You know, of course he's 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 one of these uh, well-to-do people. He's eating dinner. He oh. calls it dinner. Hell, I call it supper this time of the night. Okay, okay. But anyway, father, I don't want to burden y'all with my problems. Hell, everybody's got problems. I just want to give my call because I know you're running short on time. Okay, I mean you've. Go ahead. I mean, I'm and I ain't had and I ain't had enough beer yet to clatter with you. So okay. <laughs> I mean, it takes I'm beers going, to uh, chatter with me. Yeah, clatter, clatter, clatter. Uh, okay, clatter. clatter. Okay. Yeah, it ain't chatter. It's clattering, clattering, like okay. the rest of your call has been doing today. Clattering. And that's another thing, Father. We'll talk about uh, when I call in to get my parlay picks. These people to call in. Today, called in yesterday, gave their scores, but yet they want to call back in again and take up time for other people can't get in to give their scores. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But Bama wins 26-22. 26-22. And we're going total offensive Total yard, yards. 429. 429, Ryan Fowler. Ryan C. Fowler. And I heard earlier you didn't like your name, Ryan. What is your middle name? What's the C stand for? Uh, Craig. C-R-A-I-G. Craig. Yeah. Well, go by that because my, my my youngest boy's name, Craig. I don't know if I like that one either. Well, I like I named him after. I mean, I was uh, named after some stupid soap opera star. Okay. Well, I named him after a, a third baseman for the Chicago Cubs back in the day. <laughs> so... Anyway, Fowler, go by go by your C. Go by Craig. Okay. That sounds like a winner. I'll try that one day. Yeah. And uh well, that's all I got for today, Fowler. That's all I got. Other I ain't heard from Danny G. I still can't find him. And I and I did Dawson did accept a friend request from me on Facebook. So me and Dawson are. So y'all buddies now. now. Y'all buddies. Yeah, You're on good. Facebook, yeah. When you come to uh, when you come to Tuscaloosa, we can all hang out. That's right. Well, you got that right, Tyler. We're damn sure going to hang out. And I'm gonna see if I got a friend named Nick. We'll see if he can come with us too. 
That'd be fine. That's fine, fellow. I want to meet all your buddies over at, uh, uh, what's the name? The one from Coker lives right down the road. Where JR? JR? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, yeah. Dawson and and uh, Dale and Jumbo and all of them. Tommy and Romulus? I sure would like to meet them all, fellow. How about Tommy and Romulus? Well, yeah, Tommy can come to the party. Oh, hell, I got nothing wrong with Tommy. I okay. mean, his calls suck, but I, I mean, I got nothing against him personally. All right, Bamanek, you've been me enough. There you go. When Tommy's invited. Tommy's invited. We'll we'll continue. Thanks, Bamanek. Roll Tide, man. All right, Ryan C. Fowler. We'll talk later. Right back to you, Ryan C. Fowler on the Twitter account. I do remind you about Big Mike Steakhouse if you're looking for a great steak. Voted by the Alabama Cattlemen's Association as the best steak in the state of Alabama. Multiple times it is Baman. It is. Big Mike's. I was about to say it's Bama Nick. It's not Bama Nick's steak. It is Big Mike's steak, downtown Moundville. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. If you're not in America's Georgia, you need to call Richard Adams, Adams Heating and Cooling, 205-339-6540. They've been in service since 1982. Richard Adams, uh, your comfort is our top priority. You've got to have heating and air conditioning business people that you can trust. It is Adams Heating and Cooling. Adams Heating and Cooling. Let's go right back to the phone calls here, and uh, we're going to continue with our score prediction contest. We're going to go with Gavin in Dolphin Island, Digger down in Louisiana, Ellis in Manchester, Tennessee. We're giving you a nice little prize package here. SEC Championship Week, we're amping it up, right? We're doubling our Dreamland gift card. We're doubling our Mark's Mark gift card, which is downtown Northport. We are giving a Daniel Moore calendar and a small mini print we're giving away a dozen red roses courtesy of pat's florist and gourmet baskets and uh, we're also this week we're giving away a moultrie edge camera moultriefeeders.com is the uh, name of the website dan moultrie is a friend of our program we're also giving away a new pair of roll tide cane revive which is canefootwear.com uh, we're giving away one of those alabama shoes that we gave away uh pat won them last year i believe and he talked about them a couple of weeks uh, we are also throwing in one of the thermoset fusions uh, that you can use either at a stadium or in a hunting club or uh, just about a $45, $50 value. We appreciate thermoset.com. Stay outdoors. Stay outdoors. A uh, little, little warm on the side of the seat here and uh, thermoset.com. So we're giving away one of those. Nice little prize package for an SEC championship day. Let's continue, and we go to Gavin and Dolphin Allen. Gavin, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan, it's Gavin. Um, roll Tide to you. Yeah, Roll Tide to you. Yes, sir. Just getting back from a three-day hunting trip at our property north of here and um, took a few does this week. But um, what was it that Ron, uh, that uh, David Pollock said briefly? What, I missed that. What do you say? Yeah, it's probably too much just to summarize right here without playing yeah. the audio clip. I don't okay. know if I want to go back and play it. Yeah. We may play it again tomorrow, but we're pretty limited here with time. Yeah. Just trying to poke I'll, the bear be a little bit, trying yeah. to poke the bear and okay. uh, trying to make some comments right. that, you know, that, um, you know, Kirby Smart is better than Nick Saban. I, I don't know if, how you can make that argument. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Well, um, I hope all is well. And I've, I've won one of those prize packages this year. I guess the Tennessee score right uh, one week. And, of course, you've added a few more things to go with in that package. But it's a great package. Um, well, like I said, I came home with one SEC of them. This is an SEC championship, so we kind of took it to the next level. We figured, oh, yeah. Uh, if Alabama yeah. needs to take it to the next level, so do we. Yes, sir. And then I've got some of those edge cameras out in the woods, um, the Moultrie cameras. Um, when is he going to be back on? Uh, really, I haven't, scheduled, I haven't scheduled Dan to be back on the show, but he, I know he will soon. Uh, we'd love to feature him yes, three sir. four times. So, uh, right. Okay, well, here's my score. Um, Alabama 38. Okay. Bulldogs uh, 27, 38-27. Okay. And 4-19. 4-19, 38-27, 4-19. Gavin, I appreciate you, man. Roll time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ron. Roll time. Hey, we've got plenty of time right here. We've got uh, about six minutes. If you want to get a score in, uh, now's your chance. 205-342-9904. We're giving away a gigantic prize package. We're having a chance to reward you for participating and also get your name in the bucket for the big grand prize package here. And uh, this is the big SEC title game. Uh, trying to find a way to get Alabama in the college football playoffs. Uh, here we go. It is Digger. Digger, good afternoon. You're in the game. You know, it's always good to hear from Bam and Nick, your favorite program director. Holy cow. You sent him a check for running the station on how to run your show? <laughs> it's true. He's always telling you how to run your show. Am I right? He is. And, oh, I mean, we, we hire advisors. I don't know if you realize this, Digger, but we actually pay <laughs> Bam and Nick as a consultant. Oh, my goodness. Okay, real quick. I had enough of your bloviating, okay? Can I count on you beating Georgia? I need plausible statements from you about beating Georgia. Just saying that you're going to do it is one thing. I need for you to do it. Can you do that? I don't know. Hello? I think so, <laughs> but I don't. I can't. I mean, are you going to bet the farm? Are you going to put the mortgage up? Are you going to put the wife, the kids, the dog? What? I mean, I... I don't know. No, I want my Longhorns in the playoffs, and that's the only way we're getting in. Okay, we're ahead of you. I know y'all have a problem with the head-to-head. Y'all don't think there's a consequence when you lose at home by 10, okay? But it will come back to bite you. But I need for you to beat Georgia. Can you do that? That's what I'm asking. That's all. I need some confidence on this radio and again, you're complaining about the committee. Why weren't you complaining about this at the beginning of the year? Okay? Granted, they do have a big Midwest flavor. And by the way, you, your buddy that gets in front of the camera making all those idiotic statements? That ain't he's my a buddy. graduate of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. He's all about the S- He's all about the ACC, and he's all about the Big Ten. Okay. Boo. If Florida State goes undefeated. I mean, they're grown, getting in. Yeah, grown adults shouldn't be named Boo, right? Yeah, what is that all about? I don't I know. I think he's trying to be cute. I dropped. I think he's trying if, to if brand name, himself with the name yeah. Boo. If my name was Boo, I'd drop the O and be Bo. Uh, I'm hanging up. I'm not giving a score. No, but no, no, Digger, you. Digger, Digger. If you need Alabama, we need your prediction. You're going to count on us. we got to count on you. 
my favorite score all season, 17-3, to three, and you'll rush for 289. We're not doing rushing. We're but doing I, total yards. <laughs> total yards. Come on, Digger, get it right. Get it right, man. <laughs> Have a good one. Later. All right, Digger. Digger being crazy here. Let's take more phone calls and a final couple of minutes here. Noah, uh, 205-342-9904. How about Ellis, Manchester, Tennessee? Ellis, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan, brother. How are you, Ellis? All right, just tired and wore out. All right. Uh, well, I hate, I, hate, I, hate, I hate your wore out now. We, we may need you Saturday. I mean, my understanding well, is I had to, I've heard a rumor that well, you may be going – I had to clean two to another extra house today because I wasn't working Friday. So, but I'll I'll be on my way to Atlanta Friday morning. There you go. Yes, uh, I'm gonna go with thirty-eight, thirty-two. Thirty-eight, thirty-two, Georgia. No. Oh, you never. Gonna, you gonna roll with the tide? Yes, always. Okay. All right, tiebreaker is total yards by the Alabama Crimson Tide. Total offensive yards. 425. 425. 38-32, 425. I got it. Um, Ellison, yes, sir. I appreciate you. Roll Tide, man. All right, Roll Tide. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, roll Tide right back to you. Let's go to Homer Crimson. Homer Crimson, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. How are you, man? Hey, Ryan. Good. I hadn't been able to catch up with you lately. Too busy to call you every day like some folks. But well, We heard a rumor. I don't know if it was true or not, but it, it's... <laughs> I wanted to mention the fact that, if, uh, especially after that guy that just called in from out of state, um, if head-to-head's so important, if we beat the number one team in the country, we should be ranked ahead of them, shouldn't we? Hello? Repeat the question, please. If we beat the number one team in the country, Georgia, we should be ranked ahead. Well, I mean, based on their scenario of head-to-head, yeah. I mean, that Yeah. Would... But also, starting last weekend, every game that's being played should be considered an elimination game. Unless everybody, you know, there's chaos in front of the teams that are still higher up. Like, Ohio State's out of it now because they got beat by Michigan. They got eliminated from the playoff. We're in the playoff. So, if if whoever loses from here on out is out of consideration. But um, I think Alabama will win 34 to 21. 34 to 21. Give me total yards by Alabama. 417 yards. I thank you so much, Homer Crimson. We've had a lot of fun today. We've hung out with the best fans of the country. We thank you for that opportunity to visit with you. Josh Pate earlier. We also had a uh, feature with Josh College Football Nerds. Josh from College Football Nerds. We also had a chance to visit with Aaron Torres. If you missed any of that, Tide109.com, Tide109.com. Noah, always fun to be able to hang out with you. We thank the law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, first responders. We remind you that we call this program the game. And the only way, the only way that you can win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. Listening to the game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Connecting.